welcome to FamiCast 89, your FamiCast for the early part of October 2016. I'm your host, Danny Bivens, and right now I am joined by Mr. Ty Schubert. It's a me! He's back, ladies and gentlemen. I, I am back. I missed all, an entire one episode, and, you know, everything went to hell. It did. It really did. But this is the episode where we're bringing everything back to where it should be. So <laughs> <laughs> question mark, exclamation point. I don't know. You tell me. Uh, and right now we're also joined by Mr. Cyrus Delaney. I'm always here because I'm cool and reliable. Uh, I don't know about cool, but we can say reliable. We'll say that. <laughs> Adequate. Uh, <laughs> well, it looks like James is going to be joining us a little bit later, but um, we're going to go ahead and just get kicked off with the episode here got a lot of well i don't know if it's like i could say a lot but we have some news to go over and maybe some feedback and all that type of stuff but uh per usual we'll go ahead and take a quick break here and go ahead and get started with new business How about you go ahead and start us off with the new business? Oh, yeah. Played so many video games. I bet you have. <laughs> I play a lot of video games. Uh, you know, in our last time, which was a month ago, I was talking about my ongoing quest to uh, get my entire Xbox backlog up on the uh, achievement board. Right. And I have more or less succeeded with over 600 games on my profile. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's impressive, and I, I respect that. Not everyone would, but I do. Yeah. Uh, I do have one pal that has over a 1,000, I think. My God. That's well, insane. you know, that's one guy. <laughs> one I don't know if I've even dead. played a 1,000 games. Oh, I've played thousands. This is I've, like, this guess, is just games with achievement Yeah, like, now. I probably have played a thousand games, but when you just list it like that, it's just having, like, on a single, maybe two consoles. That's kind of yeah. crazy, yo. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, that also includes, like, a handful of, like, uh, Windows games. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, well, All Windows six of them phone... with achievements. <laughs> and Windows phone games. Uh... All one of them with achievements. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, there's a handful. There were, like, there were, like, 20 like free to play pieces of garbage that like I just downloaded all at once, uh-huh. and they're all the same game where you just click on resources and you know it tries to get you to spend money free to play mobile bullshit. Except it's it's a Windows game. <laughs> what, what? Okay, okay. When they launched Windows eight or whatever, they tried to you know make a make the operating system straight up for tablets and also PCs. Right. So they're all like games designed for tablets, and they all suck dick. Right. I was going to say, hey, you know, speaking of which, um, at the school that I work at today, they, I was just going to normal classes like I normally would, and I did see that the IT guys, for whatever reason, were at my place of work today installing looked like Surface tablets. Yeah. You know, stuff inside the computer lab. This is probably the first update to the computer lab in like 10 years. But, you know, I was yeah. looking at buying a Surface. I, I might have one mm-hmm. by the next podcast or two. Cool, cool. So I'll let you know how that goes. 
Nice. And it's not just to play shitty tablet games. It's for... <laughs> I need those 20 achievements, yo, and I just can't get them on an actual PC. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> maybe I can get the Windows Phone version, too. <laughs> it's, it's gone. It's dead. Question mark? Is it? All right. And so, um, okay, last two games uh, I was on my list were... Um, well, roughly the last two. There's two games where you have to basically beat the entire fucking game before you get the first achievement. God. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, one of them is Dungeon Defenders, which I kind of had fun with. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of, kind of a combination hack and slash tower defense game. I have played that. I really enjoyed the demo I played of that game. Yeah, it's fun. I it came was very close to buying it. It was actually one of the, the free games with gold uh, some months back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just kind of blew through all the levels as fast as I could, and it actually took quite a while. Mm-hmm. It's kind of tough for one player, but whatever. I can't be stopped. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I might actually dust that game off again in the future th- just to play some co-op with friends. There's local co-op, too. Right. <laughs> Lots of uh, tedious leveling and itemization, which I could do without. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, basically I enjoyed it. Um, and the, the other game, which is one I was saving and looking forward to and have been playing, is The Idol Master. Oh, God. Like, I finally gave that a real go. Uh-huh. And, uh, uh, I guess I should explain how to actually play the game. That, that'd probably be a good idea. Right. So, it's kind of like, you know, like this stat management princess maker kind of game <laughs> where, where okay. you... i will never get tired of that being an actual genre yeah <laughs> right so you you have to get your idol to uh be super amazing through like a series of training mini games you decide to schedule every day and also there's like uh bits of dialogue and stuff Mm-hmm. And like it gives you like three seconds to pick the thing, and if you can't read Japanese fast enough, you just mash out a random answer, and she starts crying. And that sounds like, like all the relationships I've had in Japan. I know, right? <laughs> so some of them, like, it doesn't even matter which one you pick. It's just dumb luck if it's right. <laughs> so yeah, like what you said. <laughs> but um, then you get to the audition part, which is actually really fun and interesting it's like it's like it's like a game of poker or chicken or something okay so it'll put you in an audition against i want to say five other opponents and it just grabs people online whoa who are playing it and you you play against them and and if there's not enough people on it that connect in a minute it just fills it out with ai i was gonna say was there anybody actually playing nowadays yes Wow. When, 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 when did this come out? Uh, it's uh, nine or ten years old now. Yeah, I was going to say, this, this is one of those. Well, like, this is the first one, and, and there's a lot of games in the series now, but this is the very first one. Oh, boy. So when you play the audition, basically you choose which thing to focus on, which are your vocals, your dance, or the other thing. <laughs> Like I don't know your style or whatever. Sexometer, sure. Yeah, no. <laughs> God. There is no sexiness in these games. They are all cute princesses. Good point. Right. Pure, pure. 
Sorry, ex- ex- pardon my ignorance. <laughs> right. Well, anyway, for like each bar of the song, it just kind of plays through. So there's going to be like eight, like little windows where you choose one of these stats to focus on, mm-hmm. and you'll appeal to the judges. And there's, there's a judge for each category. So the the more points you get, the more stars you get from the d- judge for each segment. But there, there are a couple of catches. Some judges have more stars to give out. Oh. Like maybe the dance judge will have like nine stars to give out and the other ones will have like three and two. Okay. So you want to go ham on that. Yeah. But the the judge also has like limited amount of patience for your bullshit. <laughs> so, As it should be. <laughs> so if you appeal to that judge too many times, they just say fuck it and they leave with all their stars. <laughs> so, that is harsh. Right, so you're no you're try- easy mode in this game, yo. Yeah, so you have to make the sick reads, or just fuck people over, which also works, mm-hmm. and you just get those stars. Like you can focus on the second and third best judges for stars, and then on the last segment, just go ham on the last one so that he bails, mm-hmm. takes all the stars, and then you get all the other stars, and you win the uh, audition. Hmm. You could do that as a strategy. So, it's interesting, like that. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember when this came out, and I just remember Microsoft trying so hard to appeal to the Japanese audience, and it obviously didn't work out in the long run. Right. But, I mean, a game like this exists, which I I don't know if I could say I'm happy about, but yeah. it's it's out there. So. Apparently, the the anime was a big hit. They made an anime like a couple years ago. Oh wow! Yeah, I, I tried watching it, and I liked the idea of the anime. It was like an anime, as if it was like a documentary following the girls around. <laughs> oh so, God! Okay. So it was like lots of you could see the the cameramen in like mirrors and stuff, and the like filming from around corners and things. It was really cute. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give the, give the anime a watch and choose your, your I don't know, your favorite one. She's the waifu. I, I hope y'all listen to that hamburger song that I linked you up on Twitter. <laughs> no, I think the only thing I really remember about Idolmaster was that in the arcade, they had a the Idolmaster game too. Yeah, I was going to talk about the arcade version. Yeah. I haven't seen one in years and years, but it was a pretty amazing setup. Yeah, hmm. I know like, you... Yeah, you go. You probably know about this, so you talk, talk about it, right? It, it's kind of like those horse racing games or those strategy games or whatever, where there's a whole bunch of kiosks and they're all linked together. Uh huh. And there might be like a big main screen too. So if you go in and play this, you'd be playing the game with yourself, and then you'd audition against all the other guys in the arcade, mm-hmm. and also like on the network. So it's the kind of game where you sit and play for hours. Like I, I played the arcade one once, ten years ago, and. It was interesting. I put in like one credit and played for like an hour. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and I got a card too. Like, Jeez. Uh, yeah, it was pretty amazing. Well, you are a professional gamer. So. And I had no idea what I was doing. Like, I was way worse at Japanese then. Uh-huh. So lots of lots of mashing, lots of guessing. Yeah. That's <laughs> The one feature I remember from that game was that you could hook up your phone to it. Like, you could give your phone number into the game and then periodically when you're at work or whatever, your your team of girls would call you 
and be like, hey, we just landed an audition. Come to the, you know, come help us with this. And you have to go to the arcade, you know, like a time limit. Oh, shit. <laughs> it was something like that where it would, like, if you responded to their call, you could, like, get a bonus or something. Right. So uh, that's that's a dangerous road. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'll let you know how it goes if I, if I win the the big S rank at the end of the campaign. Or if you get any phone calls from some idols or whatever. Here's a hint. I won't. But maybe <laughs> the second time around. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Shadow Lords came out for Killer Instinct. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to take a minute to shield this. Yes. Okay. It's basically a really cool and fun one-player mode. Mm-hmm. Where, um, like, have you ever played XCOM? Uh, no. Okay. Turn-based <laughs> strategy thing? Yeah. Like, um, I'm all ears. Basically, you you pick a team of three characters. It'll kind of handhold you, like, the first time you play it. Because it, it also has, like, a, a tutorial built in for people just playing the game for the first time. Hmm. But generally, you pick a team of three characters, and you get a set of missions out on this map. And you have to go and fight the minions of Gargos uh-huh. to, st- to stop them from taking over the world. That asshole. Yeah. Except you can't stop them. You're only going to slow them down and try to get items and Mm -hmm. gear to help you out. Mm -hmm. And they'll they'll give you special abilities for your fights. And, you know, the enemies are going to get progressively stronger, too. You'll get, like, a a guardian, which is basically a a thing that gives you a new ability. Like, you'll get, like, a life drain or parries or super armor, something like that, as well as consumable items. So, you have to manage your character's life and your items, like, day-to-day. Okay. And you have to choose your missions. You have to, um, you basically have to manage which missions you go on and which ones you pass on. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to fight these mid-bosses, and then you're going to fight Gargos at the end. And you better have a sabotage those mid-bosses, or he's going to be, like, decked out and wreck you. Hmm. Now, when you say you do this, like, day-to-day, are you doing this on the Xbox? Are you doing this on mobile, or what? Uh, you're doing it on the Xbox. You, you can just... I, I should say instead, day-by-day, I mean, like, turn-by-turn. Turn. Okay. So each turn, you're going to have a number of uh, missions to deploy on. Mm-hmm. So you pick and choose your missions, and, you know, if you if you get fucked up, it's going to be bad for you. Like I said, it's XCOM. Instead of a turn-based strategy game, you do fights. Okay, okay. Got which it. I think is a hell of a lot more interesting than certain other games' story modes where, you know... You just you, go through them. You fight a match, watch a cutscene, fight a match, watch, watch a cutscene. Sure. If, if you've ever played Soul Calibur Three, that had an amazing single-parent mode, which is kind of the same as this, where you yeah. had to like, build an army, take over bases, and it was all fight, fight, fight. Yeah, well, I was going to say uh, Virtua Fighter 4, I think it was, had a really cool single-player mode where... Uh, that was where you went around Japan to, like, different arcades and stuff. Yeah, like, that was that's cool. right. And there were different tournaments you could compete in, and they all had different rules, and they had different kinds of players. And, and I think was... a lot of the, like, the AI in that game was harvested from actual Virtua Fighter players. Yeah. Hmm. So that's fun. Neat. So, if you want... Like a single player mode that's actually really unique and engaging that you can play for a long time. Check this out. It's hmm. also free to play. 
So the price is right. All right. And the uh, last thing, I got my new phone, so I tried Pokemon Go. Uh-oh. Ooh. Uh-oh. A Nintendo game? What? <laughs> yeah, I know. In the trash it goes. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I've been playing it, like, passively. Like, whenever I walk somewhere. Right. Or mingled stuff. Um, first day I got it was also the when I went to this gig that I'm going to talk about later. Mm-hmm. So I basically had hours of downtime at a Pokestop. So I just loaded up on items like all the way. Right. Yeah. Day one. Like I filled my inventory. Wow. So that's cool. I'm still only like level six. I was going to ask. That was my next question. Okay. Yeah. Who are you rocking? Who's your, your top tier dude? Uh, I don't even know. I've never been in a battle or anything. I, me too. I've just collected Pokemon. That's right. all. I got this Ghastly. He's been hanging. At, he's like my shoulder Pokemon or whatever. Okay. Jealous. No Ghastlies in my town. Damn shit. Yeah. Though I did give up I... on the game weeks and weeks ago, so I'm not that upset. Right. Okay. I yeah, it's the same, man. Cyrus, like I don't think I ever since they introduced the ability to have like a Pokemon walking around with you. I don't remember if I've actually played since then. <laughs> yeah, but, I, tr- I turned it on once just two days ago, and that was it. Hmm. Well, rest in peace. Maybe I'll play it more. <laughs> I mean, I kind of have an urge to like get up and go outside and try to catch a Pokemon if I don't have it. Right. But, right. You know, not quite enough to actually get me up off the couch. <laughs> Though right. I, I did, uh, I was coming home from a friend's house like last week, and it was pouring rain in this town. Damn. And, uh, and I was walking past, there was like this fountain, and there was a couple of people standing beside it with umbrellas. And hmm. I was like, I bet that's a Pokestop. So it's like, I was going to take out my phone and check. It's like, is this a Pokestop? Are they all playing Pokemon Go? And then while I was like reaching for my phone, a car like pulled up at the curb beside me, and there was this like businesswoman inside. And she whipped out her phone straight away and like turned on Pokemon Go to get like whatever was there. <laughs> yeah oh you yeah you totally see it like around me there are probably i think within like a five minute radius there's about five pokestops and yeah sometimes you'll see people slow down their cars while driving and you know <laughs> whip out their phones and do this and like the other day i was hanging out with a co-worker who's actually a principal at a school <laughs> and he was telling me about like oh yeah man i play pokemon go i ended up getting like an extra battery pack for my phone so i could play this is like a principal like a guy that's almost 60 years old you know <laughs> but, <laughs> this is real yeah even now real talk okay mm-hmm. so that's what i've been playing okie dokie All right. Well, thank you for that, Ty. We're going to go ahead and take another break and hit you back with some more new business. All right, and Cyrus is going to go ahead and continue on with new business here. Cool. So uh, I've been playing. I don't know if anyone has actually ever heard of this. I no. Just, I, I was like <laughs> scrolling through the the eShop one day, and this game called Parascientific Escape: Cruise in the Distant Sea. 
Popped European up. eShop, I'm assuming? Um, yes, European eShop. Yeah, um, I haven't seen it on the Japanese. <laughs> it, it's, it said it was like, it's a, an escape the room game and a, like a visual novel. Oh, and God, okay. So, if have any of you ever actually done an escape the room, like in real life? Uh, no. Not, not in real life, but I played like some old uh, online web browser versions from a million <laughs> years ago. So, if, if anyone hasn't heard of them, it's... Like it says in the tin, it's escape the room. You're locked in a room, be it digital game version or real life, and you have to solve like a series of weird Resident Evil style puzzles and you know, find a key or find a, a pin number to unlock more doors to try and escape. And mm-hmm. uh so this game is just that. You're you're on this ship and you're trying to escape before it sinks. Hmm. And uh I said it was like it was like less than five dollars, it was on sale down to like three fifty or something. All right. So I said, "Fuck it, I'll give it a shot." And uh, it was pretty terrible. I'm not <laughs> gonna lie. <laughs> it was like you know those puzzles in Resident Evil where it's like you go to the room, it's like, "Oh, I found the blue sword crest." I Some wonder where this goes. Have a red eye and a blue eye. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, and then it's like, oh, yes, so I've got the red gem. I guess I need to go to the tiger and put it in the tiger statue. Oh, I got the blue gem. I put it in the tiger statue. Oh, I got a key. The key has a... And it's just like, pick up item A, go to location B, get item C, go to location D. Oh, boy. And it was just this. It was the... Almost the entire game was just this. Okay. of, uh, Of, oh, I found a knife. It's like, oh, I guess I can, you know, cut this piece of paper. It's like, oh, I've found a screwdriver. I guess I can take out some screws. And it was kind of novel at the start, but then the game just kept going and going. And it, I've never been le- less interested in the story of a game as this this game. Hmm. The characters were totally boring. The story was basically nonsensical, and it even points out how nonsensical it is halfway through. <laughs> Like breaking the fourth wall or what? Almost like the it's called parascientific escape because this person has uh, has psychic powers, and at the start of the game they just said some people have started developing psychic powers, but it's kind of every day now, and hmm. so you have uh, you've got two psychic powers which come up in these mini games I'll get to, but you have like telekinesis where you can move things in your mind and clairvoyance where you can see through, through solid objects. Mm-hmm. And your friend has, like, telepathy. One of your other friends has, like, tactile memory where she can see memories by touching objects. Okay. And then halfway through, you find out that the the villain of the game can teleport and control machines. And it's just like, what? These these don't sound like real psychic powers. Like, with these (laughs) possible... Like, literally anything is possible. And she almost looks at the camera and, like, stares at you while she says this. Because it's like... Yeah, we acknowledge this game is stupid, but we're going to keep going with it anyway. <laughs> Talking about uh, stupid going on with it anyway. Yeah. The podcast without me. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow, that was pretty good. <laughs> hey, uh, see, it's almost like we planned it. <laughs> it's okay, guys, listeners, you can you can continue listening now. I'm back. I'm here. <laughs> the podcast can officially start. You didn't Go start yet, right? We're good. We're good. <laughs> I'm sure James can give us some fascinating insights into parascientific escape crews in the distant sea. Say what now? <laughs> Dude, what? <laughs> so Why are you making up other... games again? 
the other part of this game was like uh it's it's got these really really specific mini games where you can you can look through walls and like and then when you look through the wall you can move objects around and try and unlock doors so your girl can like look into a lock of a door and go oh i need to move these tumblers and then move them with her mind <laughs> so the game is this really specific set of circumstances that happen to revolve around using telekinesis in locations that you can't see mm. and uh they do explain why but the game is just not great mm-hmm. is this like got... a, is this like a mobile game or something what are we talking about no this is on the eShop that i got what? yeah it was like 350 on sale it was worth <laughs> the price almost um, I thought we were doing fake or real later. <laughs> <laughs> like the only reason that I got this was a, it was super cheap, and I, I scrolled through like the the eShop games pretty regularly, and this one kept popping up, and it's like, <laughs> what is this game? And because the name is so long, and that just drew me in. Good mm-hmm. job, game. Is this like Google Translate the game? <laughs> That's what's shocking is the translation is actually really good and there's a ton of text in this game because it's like it's a visual novel too. So you're talking with these girls all the time, like finding out their deepest feelings and secrets and trying to skip past as fast as possible. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Which is also great because you can pause the game at any time and save except during conversations and conversations can last like 10, 20 minutes each. Oh, God. <laughs> Where you have to select like all of the, the chat op- options before you can exit the, the chat sequence. Wow. <laughs> TLDR. Yes, I wish. And none of it's important. It's all stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was, that was one game I played. But uh, the other I played was Theater Rhythm, Final Fantasy, All-Star Carnival. Uh, is that... Uh, what? Yeah, I'm not sure which name is longer. Parascientific Escape, Cruising the Distant Sea, or Theater than Final Fantasy All-Star Carnival. What platform? <laughs> it's the arcade version of this game. Whoa. Oh, okay. Yeah, so uh, I'm a, I am love Theater Rhythm on the DS. I've right. put an ungodly amount of hours into that game. And when I was at TGS, I noticed that there's an arcade version coming out that I've never heard of before. So... I was in the arcade the other day, and they have these machines are all over the place. Hmm. In so, if you've played Theater Rhythm, it's the Final Fantasy music game or Dragon Quest music game, right? And it's really simple on the on the on 3DS. You either tap a button, hold a button, move the analog stick up and down for like sweeping notes, or uh, you can just use the stylus and kind of hold it on the screen and like drag it up and down to hit the notes. Right. But in the arcade, it's, it's got a really special custom machine. Like it's no other music game could, could use this machine <laughs> where, uh, which is pretty standard. If you go to like Japanese arcades, there is like music game arms race, trying to come up with the most bizarre control <laughs> schemes for all of the machines. Right. And this, this control scheme is awful. It's really, really bad. <laughs> so uh, so I want you to imagine, and if you have, put your hands, both your hands in front of you on the table. Okay. And under each of your palms is one big circular button. Okay, it, got it. You tap your palm down and it taps the button. That's all it is. Then 
under your, your fingertips is another big analog stick, as big as all of your fingertips across. What? So it's a big, it's like one sphere under your palms and one sphere under your fingertips. Okay. And then you tap with your palms and you try and grip the ball under your fingertips and push it up and down to oh. act as an analog stick. And uh, it's like, I, I honestly, I couldn't make my hands do it properly. When, Why don't they just assign, like, a stick to the hand, to one hand and, like, a button to the other? So that's what, uh, if, if you were just playing on the standard DDS system or 3DS control scheme, that would be it. But for the arcade mode, they wanted to make it more complex. So <laughs> instead idea. of just having one tap, you can tap two different buttons on the screen at the same time. Okay, got so it. sometimes you know, two notes will scroll across and you have to pan tap at the same time. If I could find a picture of this, if you're watching the enhanced version of the episode, you will see this right now and probably be barfing in your huge <laughs> <Yeah>. bucket. <laughs> like, I, I, I play a lot of music games in arcades. I have played some of the most ridiculous game setups you've ever seen. Like, hmm. one of my favorite games currently is a motion-sensitive, like, keyboard. And to hit some notes, you have to swipe your hand vertically through a motion sensor. Oh, I was going to ask you. I was trying to. Is it called like Electro Beat or something like that? Or Electro Beat is the the, the the fusion of Pong and music games. But uh, okay. <laughs> this one is that one is uh, Tune Rhythm. Oh yeah, 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 I've seen that one. It looks like a giant washing machine. <laughs> no, no, that's the other one. That's uh, that's I can't remember the name of that one. That's the Sega one. Washing oh, Machine that? DX. <laughs> is it, um, is it, there's a Groove Coaster one as well, isn't it? Yeah, that's where you've got two giant analog sticks under your hands, and you flip, you can waggle them side to side, up, down, tap, up. It's... <laughs> if you've never been to a Japanese arcade before, the music section is a magical place. Hmm. True story. <laughs> <laughs> put, put magical in quotes. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so... Aside from the control scheme being the thing of nightmares for the algorithm, <laughs> the, the game is actually pretty cool. It's got a ton of music like the 3DS game. You pick your party of like a million Final Fantasy characters and kind of just get on with it. Just play music. But they kind of have a cool system set up where every game is split onto all its music tracks. So you can pick Final Fantasy XIII, the battle music, or... Final Fantasy V's overworld music, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is like one credit gets you two songs. So you just pick one or two songs, or three songs it might be. Okay. But you can also pick a medley from each game. So mm-hmm. you can just pick the Final Fantasy thirteen medley, and it will play like all five songs, but just a portion of each. Mm-hmm. And it just mm-hmm. kind of, so you get to sample all the songs, and that takes all your credit away. Mm. So it's like, hey, I've never played Final Fantasy XI. I don't want to waste my credit just picking one crappy song. So <laughs> it gives you a chance to try all of the songs and yeah. uh, for one credit, which is nice of them. Yeah. I remember like even playing Final Fantasy XI music in either the, the original Theatrhythm or Curtain Call. Actually, that surprisingly, that game has some really good damn music. Yes, it does. But, uh, yeah, I... I may come back to theater rhythm in the arcades, but probably not, because that control scheme was terrible. Really, really just not comfortable or fun. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I've been playing, aside from the usual Street Fighter and briefly overwatching. Okay. 
You're going cool. for like the longest titles ever, aren't you? Is, that, is this like a new arms race now? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I have to go through the eShop and see if I can find anything longer than Parascientific Escape Cruising the Distant Sea. As, is... I know this Ty's already in the part of the arms race. And have you already been, Ty? Have you already done your new business? Oh, yes. yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah, did okay. new business. That was, that, <laughs> I, take it, I take it that's a made-up game <laughs> that you've written yep. in, the, in the agenda there. That's great. Right. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, downtown <laughs> Neketsu dungeon defenders and the curious case of achievement acquisition. <laughs> yeah, that's what, what, what I have written in the show notes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Is that just Kunio-kun, I guess? <laughs> no, I, the only real that? part of that was dungeon defenders. Okay, <laughs> you have to listen to that later. Okay, yes. I will. All right. <laughs> well, with that, we're going to go ahead and take another quick break, and I'll be back with Morning Business. All right, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and continue on with new business here. And uh, Cy is probably going to jump in a little bit and help me out here. But... um. Actually, something that Cyrus had brought up in our little group chat that we have usually before we do episodes that I kind of forgot about. And actually, I guess I downloaded and, and forgot about that as well. But, uh, you know, there was a Monster Hunter Stories demo that was released on the 3DS eShop here in Japan. So oh. if you have a Japanese 3DS, you can try out the game. The same demo that we got to try out at Tokyo Game Show. Oh, uh, can... I, Danny, did you get an email about this? Like, I mean, from Nintendo. Uh, if I did, I might have deleted it. <laughs> I, th- I think I, <laughs> I think I did, and they had a link in the email to download the demo directly to your system. Right. And I think I clicked it, but I actually haven't turned on my 3DS, so <laughs> it actually oh. hasn't started downloading. Right. And I mean, that's another nice thing too. Right? And I mean, yeah, exactly. In the, in, in the I know in the West you can do it, and they started doing that. I think earlier this year here in Japan, where you know you can just go on like a you know the website and uh, either on your phone, computer, whatever, and you can elect to purchase or download demos or like actual legitimate software and stuff. And uh, you can initiate those uh, straight from like web browsers and stuff. But and uh, It's a good idea though. Like those kind of promotional emails that they send out, you know, usually you just like Danny said, you know, just delete them immediately. Right. But, like if it says, you know, click in to download the demo, you know, you're like, oh, cool. You press it and then you'll, you know, download automatically and you play it later. Right. I hope they right. do that for like the NX and stuff. If it's like, a, right. I mean, the system's there. I think they'll yeah. continue on with the same type of thing. It just depends on if you notice or pay any attention. <laughs> um, or if you delete it like you. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, regardless, I did eventually download it either way, <laughs> maybe directly on the eShop or whatever. But, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, this is pretty much the exact same demo that we had at the Tokyo Game Show. And, um, uh, I don't know. I mean, Cyrus had mentioned something on the last episode that I didn't pick up in the last demo, maybe because I was only playing through, I was playing kind of slowly through uh, the, what they actually call in this demo, like, I believe it's a quest mode. And um, because in, in the demo, there are two modes. There's a quest mode and there's also a tournament mode. And Cyrus, do you remember about that stuff? Yeah, I only actually had a chance to play the quest mode. I didn't try tournament yet. Okay, because the main difference is, I mean, with quest mode, you're actually doing kind of like a mini quest where you're actually, you know, like we talked about in the last episode where you're going out hunting for eggs and 
like that type of stuff. But on the tournament mode, it's actually, I guess, akin to what you can do with playing other players. Uh, maybe like, you know, multiplayer, like I think I think online type of stuff where you're actually just facing like a, a player character and then another player's monster, or excuse me, monsty. Um, they're in like an, <laughs> they're called in a, Otomans. <laughs> yeah, Otomon or Monsty, as the English branch of Capcom called them. Um, so you're in like an uh, arena or something? Yeah, exactly. You're in an arena and you're basically just fighting, fighting this monster. And uh, one kind of thing I did not really notice about the battles that I noticed this time around through playing this demo is that you have like three little hearts above your character. And what this is, is basically throughout the battle, either if your like human character gets knocked out or your monster gets knocked out, like one heart goes away. So, and especially when it comes to like this tournament play, like if you're noticing like that the human character you're facing is pretty low on health your monster seems like i think he's the only one that can attack the human but your human character can only attack the other person's monster it's kind of weird like that but if you take out like you know that human character and then the next you know in one turn and then the next turn you take out their monster that's like two hearts down and then but what's after that it's kind of generous because even if it happens to you you know, you basically come back alive and you're like, all right, I'm still here, dude, bring it. So um, that was kind of an interesting thing that I, I did not notice from playing the demo at TGS. Namely, it's because, you know, you're on a demo show floor. You're just kind of playing through this thing in 15 minutes. You don't really have a lot of time. Yeah, to... I didn't notice it myself either until playing the Z-Shop demo. Yeah. So that was neat. And even, even on this demo, even with the tournament mode, there are only like three battles that you can go through. But I mean, there, there's a ton of different uh, customization type of stuff that you can do. I mean, you know, obviously when you first, maybe not obviously, but when you first start out, you can choose between either a male or female character. And um, especially in the tournament mode, you, you have like a lot of different like uh, weapons and armor and stuff that you can edit on your character, which with the regular quest mode, you could not do. But, I mean, you know, w- with the full version of the game, I mean, it's basically kind of like Monster Hunter type of stuff. You defeat monsters, and you probably get, you know, this special type of equipment from defeating these monsters and, like, all that type of stuff. Same type of deal uh, in terms of, like, weapons and, like, all that type of stuff. So all that stuff's here, but it's, like, in just a little bit more of a, I guess, a friendly version, I guess you can say. I mean, visually-wise and maybe just the way you choose, you choose this stuff. I was able to change my equipment in the quest mode, both at really? TGS and in this demo. Okay, well, I've only played through the quest mode just once. Uh, well, twice, both once at TGS and then once here at home, and I, I just didn't... Well, I guess I'm an idiot, because I, I just was just kind of going through because I just wanted to play. No, I uh, I had my... What's the... the, the lo- I can't remember what's the name of that armor you wear. It's like the Legombi yeah. armor, because sure. it's super cute. Okie dokie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not down with the Monster Hunter terminology, unfortunately. Um, I'm kind of rusty, but I think I got a lot of the names down. Yeah, but you know, you know, something that you said at TGS that actually held true, especially with the with the uh, quest mode, is that you know, like we had mentioned in the last episode, you're going out in this quest mode, you're looking for eggs, and you're basically trying to take take the eggs away without getting spotted or if you get spotted you try to beat the shit out of the mama monster before they find you or if they find you you beat them up and then you go away with the egg anyway and um like cyrus said you basically once you get out of like this area where the nest is 
they just the eggs magically kind of transport back to your um, inventory or whatever. And yeah, you can um, see like a little egg counter up on the top when you go into the menu. Exactly, exactly. And like for this particular mission, they just want you to get grab two eggs, and then after you grab both eggs, you get to hatch them, and you have two monsters. And another Cyrus, you probably you probably noticed this by now, but um, you know during your battles, you can actually you know switch out your um, monsters uh, while you're battling. If if someone is like getting really beat up pretty bad, or you just want to bring in somebody that's a little a monster that's a little bit stronger, you can do that. Just you know. Yeah, I didn't notice this at all at TGS that you have yeah. a party of monsters. I thought you had your one dude, but right. no, it's like you got a full Pokemon setup here. Right. Even yeah, even from the get go, you have at least I think there's this one other monster that you can switch out. There is a button on the touch screen where you can yeah. actually switch out the monsters. By default you're like that Velociparade, the Velociraptor, and then right. you can choose the Nargakuga or yeah. Nargakuga? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and the Royal Ludroth, I think it was. Okay. <laughs> the shots, sure. Water dude and the black dude. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah, so that was cool, and I remember I was just kind of just playing around with that, just kind of switching around and finding different, you know, monsters on the on the battlefield, and also fighting some tougher ones as well and stuff. But um, yeah, it no, was, it's great. I thought it was pretty fun that like if you pick the Velocipray, the, the Velociraptor looking one, that one can jump by pressing B. Right. But then if you pick the Nargagoga, the black one, that mm-hmm. can go invisible and it can sneak up on any monster. Oh, okay, cool. Or if you pick the Ludroth. It can, by tapping B, normally it does this weird sensor. It's like a sonar thing. I don't know what it does. But oh, is, is that the one that's like a bat or something? It's the one that's got that big, fluffy, like a big neck frill thing. Okay. It kind of waddles around like an alligator and it's got a big neck frill. Okay, okay. And But that one can also swim. So if you go to any of the water areas, you hop on that guy and you can start swimming around the place. Okay, and, that, that, and that's a cool thing about the monsters too. I mean, they all have different kind of abilities and um, there are some that can actually fly as well that weren't really in the demo. But, I mean, there, there's a, a pretty wide variety for your rider character to uh, take advantage of, which I thought was kind of neat. So, Yeah, and uh, definitely, like, the more I play of this, the more solid this game is. Like, every time I've played it, I've enjoyed it more. Right. So this is definitely one of the titles to watch for 3DS. Right. And uh, I don't know about you, Cy, but actually just the other day I had uh, put in my pre-order and uh, it's going to be coming this weekend. So I'm looking forward to that. Bang. And actually, what were you playing this on? 3DS? New 3DS? New 3DS LL. And how did that go? Like, what was it like speed-wise, loading-wise? Yeah, completely fine. I mean, loading is a little bit slow, but I mean, it's, it's, I guess, with Monster Hunter. And I mean, you know, with this too, with the demo, there's only like basically one kind of wide open area and then you can go into like these little nest areas which takes a little bit to load up but it's not like uh, i guess vanilla monster hunter where you're going through all these different areas and it seems like it takes a little bit longer than what it should to load up especially this day and age um i mean the the open world you're seeing tons of monsters running around you can fight and then you're trying to get to these nests so you can get these eggs and then you know run away with them it's it's not bad, but I mean, you know, visually speaking as well with the like kind of cell shaded engine, everything just looks freaking fantastic and everything runs really, really smooth with 3d on or off. It always runs. Seems like it's pretty consistent uh, frame rate as well. Yeah. I, I was playing it on like on a regular 3ds. So it was I... my regular 3ds LL and it was still perfect. So okay. 
Okay. I was really, that's one thing I was worried about, that all the 3DSs on TGS, they were new 3DSs. Right. But, uh, so when I got home, no, it, the game runs flawlessly. I didn't notice. It had the same loading thing, which I was wondering, was that mine only? But no. Nah. So uh, kudos, Capcom. They did damn good work with this game. Yeah, and I mean, what what I really because when you, when you're working with like cell shading and stuff like that, it's a little bit easier to kind of have the characters like kind of convey emotions and stuff like that. Because instead of changing like a full 3D model, you're basically just changing like a some kind of like a texture on a face or something like that. You know what I mean? So it's mm. like not as a big of a deal to like make these characters show emotion and stuff like that. And it's the same with here. It's the same here. It's, it's, it's very well done. And it's, you know, probably doesn't take, I mean, it takes a lot of work, but not as much as it would if you're doing something that's completely and fully 3d. And speaking of motion though, the, the cat, what's his name? Uh, Nabiru. Nabiru. Yeah. Freaky weird cat thing that you the, love uh, when he's moving, like the way he kind of like flits really fast back and forth. Right. That is super cool looking. This game is a visual treat. Right. And yeah, because basically what Cyrus is talking about, like when this guy moves around, he's moving around like so fast, it kind of shows like a little bit of like a blur of like this character. And then he just kind of like appears like after the blur kind of ends. And he just does that. Like there's like a kind of like an opening cinematic type of thing. If you wait and you can see him talking to your character and they even like mention like, Oh, this is the, you know, the, um, the, the, the trial version of the game. They even like say something about that. But um, yeah, it, it's very impressive just to see like the movement of all these characters and like all of the interactions that they're having together and stuff. It's, it's really cool. Anyway, um, that might be about all we have for monster hunter stories right now. Um, you definitely want to tune in the next, episode of the family cast so you can hear more about it when the real version is out because at least i'll have it and uh yeah, it, it's out really soon I've, I've seen stores are in full stories mode at the moment totally yeah totally so yeah that, that's pretty much all i've been playing i've been I, <laughs> yeah i've been a little bit busy with a bunch of other stuff in life and whatever but uh yeah life <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll just keep it we'll, we'll just keep it there and uh i'll tell you what we're gonna go ahead and take one more break and james is gonna go ahead and close out new business for us Whoa. Right, JC, close that man. Oh, so what have I been playing? Well, uh, mainly just been playing more Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. Um, nice. Uh, I'm on to the last world now. Um, I don't know how many levels are left, but um, it's kind of like you know the frozen world right at the end, which uh, it actually took me by surprise because you know like the intro to the game, it shows like those frozen dudes like freezing the whole place. Right. But you actually don't play most. Most of the level, most of the worlds are not frozen. It's only the like the final world. So mm-hmm. like you're going from like small island to small island, mm-hmm. um, which I guess islands next to Donkey Kong Island. Um, you know, bit of a bait and switch there, isn't it? Calling it sure. tropical freeze when <laughs> most of it's not frozen. But you know, are even the enemies ice themed at all? Um, well, no, not not really. I mean, you, there's like owls and like you know just regular you know, animal kind of stuff to begin with, which is 
even weirder now i think now you mention it yeah that is even weirder right <laughs> you only get like the penguins and stuff you know in like the last <laughs> world you know but anyway um it's weird because like the you know the enemy designs are very reminiscent of the first donkey kong returns like the visual style but they you know they don't actually reuse any of the enemies you know those kind of what are they called the tiki tiki tiki's right they don't appear at all in this game at least i haven't seen any so far anyway but um yeah some really cool levels like uh you've got like the savannah level where there's like a, like a sunset but like a really low sunset so it does that kind of shadow effect um like you know the the characters are just like black silhouettes you know there's a cool and there's oh, like, i see the screenshot of that it looked amazing yeah and there's like even underwater levels like that as well um you know i think the last time i talked about how uh, freaking difficult the bosses are like uh i mean the first boss was not too bad the second one was mental like ridiculous and people on twitter were kind of giving me like you know mild amount of sympathy saying like it gets easier after that and i thought that's a bit weird thing to say the second world it said <laughs> it gets easier after that it's like but actually it is kind of true like did i, mean, I tell you to get good uh, <laughs> maybe <laughs> okay well if i didn't i meant to yeah i mean that the owl boss i think it was an owl yeah the owl boss is just freaking ridiculous i mean i don't know how many times i died probably about 20 times on one boss the second world boss which you know yeah get good right but it has like three like three forms i guess you could say but each each form is like the length of a regular boss fight in any other you know donkey kong or mario game and they're all, you know, quite difficult and they get more increasingly difficult. But it's all about pattern recognition. So, you know, um, you know, like, well, Ty, if I'm talking to Ty here, if you, you know, any Meat Boy boss is exactly the same kind of thing. They don't change their pattern. It's not like uh, right. the algorithm changes or whatever. You can, you can memorize it and you can, you know, you can beat them. It's just a case of remembering all, what else, nine uh versions nine nine forms of it right <laughs> nine nine variations you know because it's like three 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 but anyway um yeah finally beat that one and it was and the guy who on twitter who told me you know it gets easier after that he was right i mean like the next world was like quite uh wasn't easier the world wasn't easier it was about the same but the boss was way easier like ridiculously like they totally messed up the order of the bosses like that owl should have been like world five out of six you know it should have been like the one before the last boss or something like that hmm. like i think yeah the pot the, there's this um what was it like a polar bear boss with like a huge club and you're fighting him on this stage which kind of moves and he's like you know he's bashing the ground and there's like ice coming out the ground and stuff like that i beat him on my second attempt like hmm. literally my second attempt like the first time i kind of died i was like oh okay i get it boom done immediately and i think he was the third or fourth world it's just ridiculous anyway but the bosses are fun i do like them and yeah there was this uh like what would you call like a kind of autumny forest uh world i guess which um i mean i took some screenshots as i was playing it i mean the amount of things that could kill you on this stage i mean it was like a it's like a forest but it's like on fire Mm -hmm. and you have to like throw water barrels to like put out fires and stuff I mean, I just took this one screenshot because I just wanted to show people like how many things could kill you. It was like, <laughs> it was just ridiculous. Like, and I, this is me as Donkey Kong right in the middle. There's like things coming at you. There's, uh, you know, 
there's like you know gaps that you can fall down there's like enemies with like invincible spears that you know kill you if, if you go on them or go in front of them hmm. there's like thing, there's like ropes on fire like you can't even swing on the vines because <laughs> they're on fire you know? <laughs> it was just fucking ridiculous hmm. i mean but that's what the level you know the level design is good like they they teach you i mean this is just classic you know rare um rare style design and it's not a rare game but like you know or nintendo i guess you could say but like how they teach you like every level has like a unique element to it and they start off with like a really easy and you know like just like a very safe you know you don't fall if if you fall down you don't die Mm -hmm. it teaches you okay this fire can be put out using these barrels and you go okay i get it and then they'll make it more difficult okay okay and I have to throw a barrel a bit further and you have to jump over a gap. And it's like, and then they'll add, you know, an enemy and a gap. And then they'll add an enemy gap and a rope on fire. And then it's just <laughs> like, and the level just builds up like that, right? So by the end, it's just fucking ridiculous. You know, there's like 50 things going on at once. But you know it all. You, you know how to handle it all, but it's just a case of doing it all at once and, you know, not dying. Sure. Um, and I think, I mean, actually related to the bosses, I mean... The levels themselves are longer. I mean, it's been a while since I played Donkey Kong Returns, but I don't remember the levels being this long. I mean, they were quite long, and they are. You do have save, uh, save. You know, the pigs that save your uh, progress. Right, save but points like, or whatever. Yeah, 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 save points. Like, I think there's a, sometimes like three, possibly four per per stage, which to me seems longer than the first one. But I could mm. be wrong. But like the also the gaps between the save uh, points are. See, feel longer mm-hmm. so like um no like if you want to compare it to like you know mario brothers 3 um the any the nes game like right. the level the levels are incredibly short um but there's lots of them you know right. what i mean like you can like some of them you can complete in like less than a minute right oh yeah definitely it's like boom 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 done you know um donkey kong tropical freeze kind of does the opposite of that he, they, they kind of like combine maybe five or six <laughs> levels into one. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking of, like, the, even the original Donkey Kong Country, I mean, there are some levels that you, especially, like, I'm thinking, like, water levels, where, you know, it, you got to take your time because you can't go, even if you're going as fast as you can, it's still going to take some time. But, uh, yeah, sometimes it, it, that's the case even with that game. So, I mean, I guess that kind of holds true, question mark? Yeah, well, you do get a save barrel on the classic, you know, Donkey Kong Country. Right, right. Um. But like you know, some of them will put uh, the hard, Obviously, the hardest bit is right at the end of the stage. So uh-huh. you know, lots of the times, you know, when you're dying, you know, multiple times on the stage, it's like the last segment. You know, mm-hmm. so you, between the last save point and the end of the level, mm-hmm. is usually like balls hard, and you have to do it, you know, perfectly. Obviously, hmm. um, but yeah, freaking ridiculous. Like, like like same world that I was talking about. The kind of autumn based, you know, forest level had these leaves kind of blowing up from the ground and stuff but they you know they crumble as soon as you stand on them so you, you can't stop and you can't make any mistakes you can't like go back if you mess up one bit you say oh i'll go back and you know try that again no you have to keep going there's no <laughs> there's no going back um they do have these like items that you can buy like um there's ones that like will there's like a balloon that will actually save you like if you fall down a gap it'll actually you'll go you'll rise up from the from the gap and actually mm-hmm. you know go back on the stage <laughs> okay. uh, which is kind of like yeah um, 
you know, scrub codes straight onto Chris scrub codes <laughs> if you use that one, right? Right. I was just thinking. Uh, and there's uh, the, the, I mean, this, the the minecart levels um, are back, and the rocket barrel levels are back. You know, oh, with the motion controls. Um, no, it, it didn't use the motion controls even in the first one. Oh, it's just, no, no, um, no, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa! In the first one, they did use some kind of like weird motion controls, didn't they? Not. Well, or something whole, strange. The whole, game, the whole game used motion controls because you have to waggle to roll, which <laughs> right. is what we, which is what I we s- talked about. I still just cannot forgive him for that. That is insanity. That's why you just pick it up on the 3DS or just get the <laughs> patch, the <laughs> illegal <laughs> patch on the Wii. Fan-made patch. <laughs> yeah. Make the game good. Which came, out the week, <laughs> which came out the week after I completed it. Um, <laughs> oh, but, uh, yeah. I remember. <laughs> the, uh, what was it? So what was I saying? The, we weren't talking about the controls. What were we talking about? So the like the item, yeah, the minecart. So like the rocket barrel, it's basically all like movements are taken away. All you need is one button. It's boost or don't boost. Okay. If you don't boost, you go down. If you boost, you go up, um, which, you know, sounds simple, but it's kind of like you have to feather your way through these tiny gaps, you know, sure. with, only, with only one button. I mean, ridiculous. And there's all these like crazy things happening around you to kind of put you off, you know like sharks coming jumping over the screen and stuff like that and um, you just kind of have to ignore it and um i think the new the new element of this game compared to the first one is like there's more 3d-ness to the levels so like um you'll like you'll be going across a party you'll jump in a barrel and it'll fire you back into the back part of the stage right but it'll just keep going like you'll just I mean, they're not even connected, you know. It's just like, it's almost like a transition animation, but like you will be actually controlling it sometimes. Mm-hmm. So you'd be like lining up barrels, you know, classic Donkey Kong style, you know, lining up the barrels to blast, you know, uh, to the other side mm-hmm. and not die. Um, or there's another one way, like if you're riding on a minecart, it'll go 3D like away from the camera and you'll have to switch between tracks. Um, mm-hmm. I have a feeling that was in one, the first one. I could be wrong. But like, you know, you can switch between tracks and you have to like uh, basically jump between tracks and stuff. Hmm. I mean, there was one stage which was fucking ridiculously hard. Like, oh my God. There was like, because like the angle, because it's like a 3D angle, like a third, uh, what would you call it? Like a th- uh, th- quarter, third quarter angle. I don't know what you would call it. Sure. Three, quarter, three quarter, like, yeah, like, almost like a third person style camera angle. But obviously you can't move it. It's locked. Um but it's kind of off, slightly off-putting because like it's a two D game, right? But then it swings to that angle, and then you suddenly you're judging things coming at you, you know, in three D kind of thing. Mm. Um, so your kind of brain takes a, you know a few seconds to adjust to that, um, and then you go back to two D and back to the three D and stuff. And sometimes I can throw you. And there was this one stage which really like fucked me up. Good time. I must have died about twenty times on this one level. It was ridiculous. It's like this. <laughs> giant mole robot thing throwing shit at me in 3d and it's like oh fuck <laughs> it's like go high go low it's like you know <laughs> it's like a fighting game or something it's like go high high low low medium block you know circle <laughs> forward fireball it was like that kind of thing um but yeah enjoying it and uh, i feel like i'm almost near at the end but i know i've noticed i've skipped or like not unlocked quite a few secret levels um ah. So I think, you know, those are obviously you have to find like a 
what would you call that? Like an alternative exit. Exit. To, oh God. So there's, there's probably yeah yeah yeah. There's probably like maybe like five or six levels I haven't even played yet. So um, but I'll, I'll probably go back to those once I complete the the main part of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's nice to see the whole thing, you know, in HD and you know just super crisp and uh, the water stages and lovely and. You know, you'll you'll have water parts within regular levels. And oh, okay. the, the music will change, so you'll get that classic, you know, Donkey Kong underwater music that everyone loves, uh, <laughs> and it'll actually just seamlessly go into that music. And then when you jump out the water, it'll go back to the regular music, hmm. which is uh, which is very nice. I like that. Cool. Um, so that's all the games I'm going to talk about. And next, I thought I'd give you guys a an update on uh, everyone's favorite. Um, you know, toy, uh, the Power Rangers, obviously, <laughs> Japanese Power Rangers. What else? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think I give you guys an update every, you know, few months. Sure. So um, uh, I actually, I may have, may have talked about this before. Um, one of the places where I work, I actually work near the, um, the main store that, sell, like, that sells these uh, Power Rangers, like the Power Rangers company, uh, is it Toei? The, the company that you know produces the, the Power Rangers. Isn't it Bandai? I thought no. it was Bandai. Yeah. Oh, they, yeah. They make them called Bandai now. What up? <laughs> <laughs> they make. They talking about the games? No, no. I, I thought they owned all the Power Rangers stuff. Uh, may, are you talking about the West? Maybe or maybe, uh, maybe it's only in the West. Yeah, I'm talking about the old ass Japanese company that's been making these like TV shows since you know the 60s. <laughs> you know the the original Power Rangers before Power Rangers was in in the West. Anyway. Google is your friend. <laughs> yes, I think it's Toei or something like that. Sure. Anyway, so my yeah my my son watches these Power Rangers shows every Sunday morning seven thirty and they do the whatever Toei version company, of company by the way. It's it's sorry. It is Toei. Yes. Oh, it is Toei. Yeah. Yeah, and Bandai. And Bandai. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like when my son was old, old enough or interested in watching them, there was the, um, it was called the Nin Ninjas, um, right. which if you spell it out in English letters, it's N-I-N-N-G-E-R, which looks dangerously close to a racial slur. If you look at it, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's, I don't I know why they spelled it like that. But anyway, my son was really into that. He loved the Nin Ninjas, um, the, you know, the kind of classic ninja style, you know, uh, swords and whatever and then they changed them like sometime last year uh to the Juoja, which is like the animal power rangers so they've got you know i think yeah i definitely remember talking about this like right. the shark and white tiger and all that kind of stuff and they turn into these cubes which the cubes connect together and then they, then they make the big robot whatever and my son was kind of a bit disappointed because he really liked the ninjas, and but you know this was just ripped. It just just stopped playing it on TV. It's like nope, Nin ninjas is over. It's now Georgia. It's now the Animal Rangers. You know, please enjoy. <laughs> and it took him like I don't know several months to kind of get used to the fact that ninjas were not going to be on TV anymore. Mm-hmm. And slowly he began to like like the animal power rangers and then totally forget about the ninjas and then he started asking for like the toys and he's like yeah i want the uh you know the eagle toy i want the the gorilla cube and things like that he's like okay you know and slowly he's built a collection of like these new animal power rangers and it's like 
now it's like ninjas can't even remember them it's like yeah fuck that that was, that's old news that was a whole he literally year ago. said those words too yeah fuck exactly that. <laughs> old <laughs> um so and then this uh this past week actually, i think it was last week um the same thing happened again uh, <laughs> uh yeah georgia fuck you you're out of here um so, but interestingly, the reason why I'm mentioning it on the Famicast is that the next one is uh, based around games, Ooh. which is, you know, and actually now I think about it, this could be the, the Kamen Rider, which is another, you know, thing. It's on immediately after the Power Rangers thing, but, you know, mm-hmm. it's all the same freaking company anyway. It's all the same kind <laughs> of toys. Right. But like the Kamen Rider, you know, he's like, it's just as one dude. It's not a group. Masked Rider. Um, yeah, Masked Rider, right? He usually tra- has several versions of himself. You know, he connects shit to his belt and then he transforms into a different color, which means they can sell a whole new toy and stuff like that. Right. And, and that, actually, coincidentally, too, apparently they started making sure that the guy underneath the suit was a handsome guy so that the moms <laughs> would be interested in the show as <laughs> right, well. Right, right, right. It is weird. Though. They're all kind of like, you know, those kind of J-pop style boys. Yeah, it's from like a certain point that's sudden like, okay, we need to make sure there's no ugly guy under this outfit. Get the hot yeah, guys yeah. in there. Lots of, lots of mums do watch the shows with the kids. Right. Um, uh, actually, now think about it. My wife does watch an uh, extraordinary amount of... Uh, <laughs> I should probably talk to her about that. Is there a common Rider costume in your, uh, your Halloween future for both your son and wife's enjoyment? Now that's why my wife asked me to dress up. Anyway. Um, no, leave the mask on. <laughs> <laughs> so the 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 Kamen Rider when my, my like going back the when it was the Nin Ninjas the Kamen Rider version was called Kamen Rider Drive and it was like all based around cars so you would connect <laughs> different cars into his belt and then he would <laughs> like these little mini little cars and then oh, like, a whole I, like I love the un like unabashed they just don't care it's like yeah, we gotta yeah, get yeah. the toys in the show let's just like he's plugging cars in now it's fine we can sell the cars. Yep. It's just literally dartboard and yeah, whatever. So there's all these cars, and then you know they trans he transforms into like whatever you know, a, and it's just stupid. I mean, look, I mean, if Danny's got some pictures in the uh, the enhanced version, I mean, it's just like a dude with like a the front of a car on his head. It's just it's just so stupid. <laughs> I did like the motorcycle guy. He looked kind of cool. Yeah, well, the common rider thing comes from the fact that he always rides a motorbike, mm-hmm. but the common uh, rider drive he did have a car, and you know. Um, so that was my first, that was my son's first Kamen Rider. And then they changed that. Uh, that was in the bin, you know, Kamen Rider Drive, you know, <laughs> fuck that shit. And then they moved to Kamen Rider Ghost, which is like, um, you know, Ghostbuster kind of thing, you know. And it's really weird. Like they had all these ghosts based around actual historical people. So they, I mean, Danny, when you came to my place, you saw those little toys on the windowsill. Like, yeah. Remember? Those oh, little icons. Yeah. They're called icons. I spelled E-Y-E. <laughs> um, and they slot into the belt and then it, it takes on the different transformations but if you looked on the top they actually have like Shakespeare and <laughs> um, Newton wow. and I, I just e- didn't look at any of them because I thought okay whatever e- I wish yeah. I would have looked at them now actually it's really like Edison and they do, have, they do have like Japanese ones, like you know Sanzo and um, Nobunaga is probably in there somewhere. No, Nobunaga, things like that. You know Nobunaga. You know if you play Japanese video games, you probably heard Nobunaga come up several times. Um, but yeah, like he, he takes on like you know like Edison has like an electric 
power or something like it's just so stupid. This is the most amazing franchise. <laughs> I'm down. Good job. Take my money. I really want to know what Shakespeare does. Actually, like a a, a quill comes out and stabs him in the face or something. I don't know. Obviously. Um, so yeah, now Kamen Rider Ghost came to an end, and um, now I think about it, I think the gamer one is actually the Kamen Rider um, one. And I've forgotten what it's called. I think it's called like Executor or something like that. Um, or Execute. <laughs> Jesus. Right, like, but like you know, like you know, like yeah, Execute like software. Yeah, 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 that kind of Execute, like Execute a software mm-hmm. kind of thing. So yeah, like I said, it's based around games. So like it's um, this dude for, who, for some reason, is a, in his day job is a doctor, but <laughs> He turns into this, you know, common rider gamer or whatever, and it's only just started, so it's on like the second episode or what, the third episode. So it's still in the kind of. Um, they are probably going to start using it's like, oh, because I'm a doctor, I know how to stop computer viruses too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So from the little I've seen, it is kind of like that. So like, um, and so it's now in the origin story part of the thing. So you know, third episode, it's still like he doesn't have all of his powers. He's only got like a few of these things. But basically, he's got these kind of like, um, kind of like cartridges, I guess, that he slots into his belt, and he kind of he selects a game world, which <laughs> kind of like goes around him. So like to defeat these enemies, he'll create all these like platforms that you can jump on, oh, wow. um, and he'll take different forms. Like he'll be like a little short, stocky dude, which kind of looks like Mega Man, hmm. or he'll be like you know a thin dude, which uh, you know, definitely uh, not but, Mario. No, <laughs> definitely, <laughs> yeah. And uh, when he hits enemies, they've, it's kind of like almost like Batman 1960s. It's like when he hits them, he goes like, hit! Like, <laughs> like text will go over the enemies' heads and stuff like that. And then does this kind of like, you know, Street Fighter Alpha kind of like all the background goes to like a sunset, um, you know, and it's like super extra mega hit. And then like, you know, the sunset will come out and like rainbow colors everywhere and stuff and it'll explode and get like loads of points and stuff. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. But like, um, uh, they had a kind of like a hint for like next episode. It's like these guys are like all watching him, and they they could be like I don't know enemies or friends. I don't know. But they've got like you know sniper or something like that. You know, all <laughs> suitable things for a kid. You know, like a five year old. You know, sounds perfectly fine to me. <laughs> so yeah, I'll be keeping an eye on that. So yeah, gamer. So gaming games are finally. Uh, popular i guess in japan finally <laughs> right right <laughs> so yeah that's your uh you know biannual uh japanese power ranger update <laughs> great job please, please enjoy side note that uh those icons mm-hmm. one of uh, one of the guys i know on twitter asked me to send over they had like a magazine exclusive icon that uh oh, so he collects them i wasn't actually able to find that that magazine sold out so goddamn fast Oh, yeah. I mean, there's all sorts of insidious ways to get these icons. It's ridiculous. I mean, the blind boxes, don't even get me started. <laughs> God. Got to catch them all. All right. Well, um, I guess on that depressing note, uh, we'll go ahead and take another quick break here and uh, move on to the news. So we'll be right back. Right, and we're back for the news. Um, not a big news 
time for Nintendo-related stuff, but uh, one thing that just kind of came out last Friday, the, what was it, September, what the hell was that, the 30th, 29th, whatever the hell the day was, Um, uh, you know, here in Japan, and you know what, I want to give myself a little bit of credit, question mark, (laughs) What? Um, because back whenever the NES Classic was announced for the West, I believe I said something along the lines lines of, okay, either this is going to be announced next week for Japan or one of two things. They're going to say absolutely nothing and this is not coming to Japan because it's too good of a value for your dollars. (laughs) Or I think I agree with that. Or B, it was like they're going to wait until it's something like a month or two before it actually comes out, before they actually say something. And that's pretty much what they did here, actually. They uh, finally announced the you know, Nintendo Classic Mini Family Computer, which is going to be coming out here in Japan on November 10th. And uh, it's going to be retailing for about 6,000 yen. It's about the same as what it is in the West. And, it, you know, as opposed to, I guess, you know, how this thing actually physically looks and stuff like that, it's almost the same. I mean, same type of deal, you know, plugs in via HDMI, has a USB cable that can be plugged into, uh, you know, like an AC adapter or like a TV USB port or whatever. Um, but for the power, you mean? For the power, excuse me. Right. 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 And then, you know, the, the biggest difference here as opposed to the West, where the one in the West comes with one controller, this actually comes with two controllers that are both hardwired to the system. And if you're looking at your, you know, enhanced version of the podcast right now you can kind of see different pictures of all this stuff and um i guess to kind of coincide with kind of matching with the design of the original famicom which uh you know as you can see on your device right now the original famicom actually had like little like uh like little slots on the side Mm -hmm. of the console where you could actually kind of fit in the controllers and to be true to this they they included this with this new version However, <laughs> this made it so these controllers are incredibly, incredibly tiny. Um, like very tiny. I mean, probably maybe somewhere like half the size of maybe the regular controller, maybe a little bit bigger than that. Jeez. I mean, they're already not exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. actual con- Famicom controllers are not exactly the biggest controllers ever made. Right. Is this for like babies or something? Uh, maybe. Or Japanese people, normal size hands, question mark. That's racist. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but like, pro tip though, for this is goes for the same for this Famicom or the NES Classic. Um, don't buy when well, you can't buy extenders. But like, apparently, like with the NES Classic, you can buy these extenders, which are like eight dollars each or something, because the NES Classic does let you remove the controllers. Right. But these extenders are really expensive, and I think they're third party. Don't right. do that. Um, uh, I think it was Jeremy Parrish. Uh, he's got one of these early. Uh, not the Famicom, like the uh, the NES. NES one. Right. And he recommends that you just buy some just super cheap HDMI extender, extenders and use uh, that to extend the, the length of the cable. Right. Um, or here's another idea, too, especially with the West. You could just, can't you just plug these into a remote and play them like that? Or do you have to actually have these things plugged in directly? Uh, oh, because, they, yeah, they do work in Wii remotes, don't they? Yeah, right. So, but I, yeah, I don't remember. But they Wii. might not work. I think that's. I think you're talking about using that on your Wii or Wii U. Okay. But well, if you're using it on the actual system itself, I don't think physically plugged in. Yeah, I don't. Well, I'm assuming it's not like got wireless built into these things because it's so freaking cheap. Right. I don't think it's got like Bluetooth or anything inside it. Right. Okay. 
So yeah, just keep the keep them plugged in and just buy HDMI extenders. I mean, unless you're in Japan, they're plugged in no matter what. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that would still even work, right? I mean, yeah. for the Famicom, you you would only have the option to buy HDMI extenders, right? <laughs> or sit right in front of the TV. Yeah, and you know, with the Japanese version, it does not come with an AC adapter for power. But you know, like I said, most of the time, most of your you know HD TVs nowadays come with some kind of a USB. Uh, plug in the back so i mean that's something that's not really as big of an issue <laughs> so you need to buy a usb extender as well <laughs> <laughs> don't do that um you know i mean there are like you can just get like a power strip that also has like usb slots as well i have some of those at my house it's not it's a huge deal um but anyway yeah anyway you know in in terms of games i mean almost all the same games are included. I'll go ahead and kind of read through the list. And, well, skip, um, skip the ones out of the same. Come on. So, yeah, I mean, we got a lot of the same type of stuff, but there are a couple of different ones. Actually, Jesus, I forgot to put one down on the different list here. Uh, Castlevania 1 is one of the uh, third-party games that's completely different because it's a Castlevania 2, I believe, in the West. Uh, other than that, exclusive games in Japan. Uh, Yi are Kung Fu. It's like kind of like they say it's like the basis for modern fighting games. Ty, do you have any idea about this game? Yeah. I mean, I've. Yeah, seen yeah, videos. I know about it. It's a known game. It came out in the US too, I believe. Oh, did it? Okay. Was it just called Kung Fu? I think, no, I think it had the same name, Area Kung Fu. Yeah. But uh, other ones too that came out are coming as well. Atlantis Nozzle, the Mystery of Atlantis, uh, Solomon's Key. Spuddy Ozumo, Spuddy Sumo. That's uh, da- <laughs> a sumo game. <laughs> it's a wow. sumo game. Uh, Downtown, Niketsu, Monogatari, River City Ransom, Final Fantasy III, Mario Open Golf, a.k.a. NES Open Tournament Golf, and another Downtown Niketsu game that never came out in the West called Downtown Niketsu, uh, Soryuke Daiundokai, Downtown uh, Niketsu, March Let's Go <laughs> to the Great Athletic Meet. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's amazing. Want to translate it? Like Daikai, yeah. Well, Daikai means sports day, right? Sports festival, right. sports event. Like that. Little children. <laughs> it's it's so Which weird. Is how... Awesome. I went to one for the first time a couple of weeks ago. Undakais are crazy, yo. Yeah, they're cool. Yeah, it's but, funny um, that. Um, yeah, yeah. The downtown Niketsu games. I mean, they're all based around like high schools stuff right. in in Japan, but. You know, in the West, they changed them to like you know adults. Sure. <laughs> it's kind yeah. of funny. Or just didn't release them at all. <laughs> right, right, right. Like Rivers and Ransom, you know, it's all about you know rival schools, right? But right, in the, the West, it's just like normal dudes kicking the shit out of other dudes. Yeah, yeah. And you know, w- with some of these games that are kind of like these exclusive Japan games, like I was ta- like actually, I reserved this thing. I know James and Ty are probably like, oh, fuck you. You can just download these for free. It's like, I, I know this. I know this. I, I have been over this. I have, I have played an emulator once or twice in my life. <laughs> but it is, know, it is nice. It is cute. I mean. Right. Nice, and like nice. my wife, she, I mean, she's like, hey, I'll you know, help pay for something like this. This is cool. I mean, a lot of these, like, especially like these exclusive games, like stuff that she played back in the day and she was like i wouldn't mind playing this again i was like yeah all right let's let's just you know reserve this thing so, i mean this this is not aimed at you know anyone listening to this podcast or anyone on this podcast well except danny who's actually right I mean, I, I think, like, yeah you know for people who don't know how to download roms you know sure, i sure. mean even even like downloading shit from the e-shop is hard for some people i mean right. some people are idiots so 
to have something that it's all just ready, just plug it in. You don't Makes need a need... great gift. Right. Yeah, you don't I need mean, your parents to set you know to set it up. You know? Right. I mean it's it's relatively cheap and this is I mean, I think it basically it's like that. It's it's like you said, this is kind of geared towards these people that maybe are kind of out of gaming and don't have anything, any idea about how to do emulation or people that are like more, more like collectors and they see this type of stuff like that looks really cool. I want this. That's neat. And that's no, I think, I think it's clever. I think there's, a, there's going to be quite a few people in Japan who look into this, like lapsed gamers, I guess you would oh, yeah. call them. Sure. You know, people who haven't played games for like literally 20 years. Right. Uh, would definitely pick this up. Right. Right. Yeah. Adults who think games are stupid, but <laughs> But now they go, okay, yeah, I used to play those. Right. And then exactly. They'll play them and realize that they don't have those skills anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <And> cry. <laughs> Last time I played Sonic the Hedgehog 1 and I couldn't get past Spring Yard Zone, it made me cry a little. Damn. Mm. You, okay, that's, that's, that's a Kuso, something. That's a Kusoge. <laughs> we don't talk about Kusoge. <laughs> right. Well, uh, you know, some other features of the system, I mean, some of the stuff that you guys probably already know already, but we'll kind of go ahead, go through this kind of briefly, but, uh, you know, pressing the reset button actually uh, makes it so you can actually go ahead and use like some kind of like save states for the game. I believe there's like four slots for each game. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's just that you can basically save exactly where you are in the game and come back later or whatever. So that's kind of neat. And, um, then there's like some different display modes as well. Uh, there's an analog TV mode, as they call it in Japanese, or you know, I think in the West it's called the CRT filter. Uh, there's a pixel perfect mode as well, and then a four by three mode. Uh, the main difference there is that you know, with the, between like the four by okay, with the CRT filter, you kind of have like some like uh, lines, scan, scan lines, exactly scan lines that are just kind of put in just for effect. And then with the four three, it's kind of a little bit stretched out a little bit. Uh, basically to make, you know, be that 4-3 aspect. But for Pix- Pixel Perfect, it is exactly looking how it should have looked maybe back in the day. Obviously, it's not going to be like a little tiny square on your TV. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's basically... No, no, Pixel is, Perfect is not how it would have looked on your TV. It's like, it's the exact... Sh- yeah, it's exactly it from... Look. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. It should look. Like on a monitor or something. Right. And like I said, too, the Japanese version, two controllers are included... Uh, as far as I know, I don't think that there's any other way that you can get any extra controllers. There's really no need. Oh, actually, Danny, how yeah. about the mic? I wonder if the mic's part of the, the one of the controllers. Man, I meant to check that out before we started the episode. Neither for Zelda, it, right? Yeah, I would assume it would be since Zelda's one of the games, and it's that's a common feature of the you know Famicom. I would say that that, might that would be a great little bonus feature if they did. Yeah. Yeah. Do you need a mic for Zelda? Well, th- go ahead, James. I'm remember I've, a, I've never even played an NES. There's I a whole Mario three NES emulated for the first time like last week. God, there's a, there's a whole it. book about this. I mean, if wow. you want to read uh, the book that I've mentioned several times, like Clyde Mandolin's uh, uh, Legends of Localization, you can read about all this. But like, there's an enemy called Paul's Voice, which um, can be which are really hard to defeat uh, regularly. They take a lot of hits and they can kill you quite easily. But if you shout literally shout into the um, the second controller, into the mic, um, it kills them immediately. But the, the NES didn't have a mic, so they had um, different ways of uh, getting around that. And in the, in the various virtual console versions, they've, had, they've always had a secret way of defeating Paul's voice. Mm-hmm. That's uh, pretty cool. Yeah. I didn't know about that at all. Yeah, right. there's, some, there's some really weird ways, like, you know, t- 
tilting uh, the second analog stick and like all sorts of crazy shit that they've put into the emulated versions. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess to uh, keep going on here too. So, I mean, here in Japan, and I'm assuming this is worldwide. This the system actually comes with a my Nintendo my Nintendo number ticket, so you can get points hmm. to add to your my Nintendo account. Um, this actually also puts outputs in 720p and 480p. I would assume that you know the 720p would be for like the home menu and like all of that type of stuff, whereas the 480p is probably you know. Like James mentioned back in the summertime, this is basically the Wii version. And, you know, I mean, they're not upscaling this into HD, these games, as far as well, I know. Apparently, on, on that topic, I mean, I just finished listening to the latest A4 podcast, and they spent a good hour talking about um, how to get retro games working beautifully on your, you know, plasma mm-hmm. without lag and uh, stuff. And they were going into like, you know, $300 like upscalers and like chips soldered into your original system and all these kind of things. You know, it's like for only $500, you can have a pixel perfect um, way to play, you know, Mario on your plasma screen. Um, so apparently this one is really good. I mean, like the best emulation Nintendo's ever had. I mean, mm-hmm. the pixel perfect mode that you mentioned, like. Um, like I was saying, like you know, Jeremy Parrish and a few other people who've got hold of this are saying it's like just incredibly. I think there was a there was an article, like a comparison, side by side comparison on uh, a website. I mean, shit, you <laughs> what, can see it on Nintendo's popular. on Nintendo Japan's website. You can see the difference between the what they look like. Well, like the Wii U version to the, this well, one. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. I meant just like the. <laughs> I don't think they would display do that. modes. They didn't display modes for the, this this system. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, what I mean is like the. I didn't realize this. I mean, I was shocked when I saw this. Like the um, the Wii U emulation is terrible. I had no idea. I mean, uh, I, and some people complain about the lag. I mean, I never noticed the lag, but they're like squashed and they're gray and they're dark. They and, are dark. And this. They are dark, right? I mean, I never noticed it, but when you see the side-by-side comparison, it is ridiculous. I mean, it's like, it didn't make me want to buy an NES Classic. It just made me think, what the fuck are Nintendo doing with the Virtual Console on the Wii U? <laughs> it's right. just ridiculous. You know, like, and I think the latest yeah. Nintendo voice chat, oh God, I forgot his name, but um, one of the kind of newer guys on the show, he had kind of talked about maybe reasons why that this wasn't included and yeah, you should give that a listen. And he kind of goes into like some technical aspects of maybe why that wasn't a thing on the Wii U. Is it the gamepad thing, do you think? No, it's something to do with uh, some type of stuff that they removed from the Wii U in terms of like emulation. That oh, they right. It was like hardwired. Yeah, they had actual proper emulation on the Wii or something. Right, and they just kind of just half-assed it on the Wii U, at least with NES stuff. Yeah, it's stupid anyway. So apparently this little console thing has perfect emulation. So if you if you think about it, I mean, you know, like I was saying on the eight four podcast, what they were talking about um, with all that, you know, spending all that money to get you know Mario in H, you know, on the HD TV. I mean, this does all of that um, straight to HDMI without any converters or you know bullshit, and it's very right. very cheap for sixty dollars. Sixty. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's that's a good deal. I mean. Uh, I mean, I, I know a PC with a you know HDMI HDMI out to your TV <laughs> could do the same thing, um, but like you know, and also, yeah, you've got a limited amount of games on this, right? So it's not an ideal situation, but um, you can't Still. 
you can't shit over it completely. You know, it does have its uh, its uh, you know, good points. Exactly. So, so yeah. yeah. Anyways, yeah. I have mine reserved, and um, I'm gonna get it. So fuck you, James. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I'm interested to see what it looks like. I mean, yeah. especially the pixel perfect mode, which looks yeah. great. Right. All right. Well, um, we got a couple of other little bits of news here, and I have a feeling that Cyrus might be able to tell us all about these. Oh my gosh, is it my turn? I think so. You can wake up now. Pokemon. Okay. So yeah, as a uh, so Pokemon turn or Pokemon tournament. Remember that? That's still a game. What? But uh, so while it launched on the, the Wii U months back and then promptly died, <laughs> it's uh, it's still in arcades here. Apparently, a few people are still playing it. <laughs> I have never met any of these people, but <laughs> and so they released a, a, a new character a while back. Darkrai was made playable, and they've just uh, announced, like yesterday, I think, that another new character will be announced next, like, whatever <laughs> next Tuesday. They, they announced an announcement. Brilliant. Yeah, they announced that a character will be announced on the thirteenth of October. Which Brilliant. is like oh, 10 days from almost when we wrote this or okay. recorded this. And, and they haven't said who it's going to be, but data mining of the free of the game a while back said listed Empoleon and Scizor as two characters. So probably one of those two. Is it Scizor or Scizor? I thought it was Scizor. Wait, Scizor. Jesus Christ. Now I'm thinking of the Cecil. Shadows of the Empire. <laughs> oh, no. Wow. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Never do that. Great game. Question mark? <laughs> it was okay. Never go full Shadows I, of the Empire. I enjoyed it. Well, either way, I'm... Well, I, man, she's or what a hero. I read that book. Good book. But... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is there any other Pokemon news for us that doesn't have to do with a green-faced lunatic? <laughs> he is a falling... What was he? A prince? I don't know. He got them pheromones. But anyway, she's, she's, <laughs> God, what are we talking about? <laughs> you talk don't want to know. Yeah, talking about pheromones and Pokemon. So, uh, so yeah, I'm hoping it's Scizor, 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 the evolved <laughs> Scyther. Saying the name, <laughs> yeah. and that's kind of all she wrote. I haven't played Pokemon in arcades here in months. I totally mm. lost interest in it. I don't think I've even unlocked all the characters in the Wii U version that I have. Wow. The, the story mode is seriously bad. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. It, or... It's got some of the worst voice acting I have ever heard in any video game. <laughs> the voice acting? The voice from acting in, in Pokémon Wii U's story mode. If, if you get a chance, listeners at home, go find some voice clips from the story mode. I say, doesn't that seem like par for the course? Pokémon voice samples in like a video game? Doesn't the Pokémon just say their name? Over and over again? No, man. It's like you meet the gym leaders. And seriously, one gym leader just sounds like they found some random drug addict on the streets of London. And we're like, hey, <laughs> we can make something out of you. Well, and uh, That's what they do, though. That's what they do. Volume trash. Yeah. I'm listening now. It's not very good. But, uh, yeah, you know that scene in, like, in The Simpsons where they're trying to build a casino? And they're like, yeah, we're actually just going to hire local drunks to be all the wait staff, so it'll be cheap. <laughs> And I was like, freshen your drink, governor. Uh, that's, that's pretty much the voice acting in this game. Cool. They should have called me. <laughs> um, so other Pokemon news, like 
which was announced during the show, was uh, they showed some new stuff about Pokemon Sun and Moon, new starter guys, uh, some random bullshit with being able to like offline play against other Street Pass players or something. I don't know. Hmm. And but most importantly, there's a demo coming for this uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon on the 18th of October. Wow, it's two weeks, That's a month before release, huh? Yeah, so exactly one month before release. Hmm. And if you've played any of the demos for previous Pokemon games, they're actually like mini, they're standalone custom-made demos. Like, they're not anything from the game. They usually Hmm. have their own little self-contained storyline. And uh, so, like, in the Alpha, Sapphire, and Omega Ruby, you could, it gave you, like, a a mini quest where you had to fight some of the, the Team Rocket equivalents in the game. So this one is the same. It's got its own little self-contained story where you you start with a special Greninja, mm-hmm. and if you like finish the quest or you level him up or something, I don't know, he turns into Ash Greninja, <laughs> or uh, it's probably in the Japanese one Satoshi Greninja or Satoshi. What's his whatever? I can't remember. remember the Japanese name of that guy. It doesn't. But, nobody knows. And uh, <laughs> uh, Ninkago or something. I don't know, but he's a. Uh, He's like this special version that's in the anime where it's like a standard Greninja, the frog ninja dude, but he's got like Ash's hair and a big red X in his forehead. Oh God, that's horrifying. (laughs) (laughs) So if you play the demo and you finish it, you can transfer transfer this Ash Greninja into your actual version of Sun and Moon when you get that. (laughs) All right. Great. uh, Get that free demo. Get that weird haired frog. I might check that out. <laughs> Maybe. Oh man, this voice acting—it's—it's it's just anime bargain basement as fuck. It—it's amazing. <laughs> Jill sandwich. Yeah. Awesome. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much all the Pokemon news. Just special Pokemon. Go get them. Wait cool. with bated breath for the announcement of the the new Pokemon tournament what, character. What's the uh, second evolution of the the cat one? The fire cat. Oh, I don't know what the name was, but it looks like a cat with slightly more red. <laughs> so they're just going to slowly feed you, like, next evolution yeah. whatever, every week. They yeah. showed uh, the owl's evolution. He's, like, got this emo haircut. And oh, whenever God. he comes out, he, like, swipes the hair away from his face. Emo <laughs> and uh, the, the, like, the blue one, which is, like, this clown seal, is uh, is is, like, starting to get, like, a dress or something. <laughs> Brilliant. All right. Well, um, James, hey, maybe you wanted to just do a brief mention of charts here. Maybe not going to like super specifics, but you had well, a couple things. You there was to a about. there was a kind of a news thing that was going around. Like we totally missed it, you know. Despite being the the Japan Nintendo podcast, we didn't talk about the big Nintendo Japan stuff. But, but anyway, totally on we, purpose. We always do that. <laughs> so the this is a few weeks back now, but the PS4 sales reached uh, 3.2 million. I could uh, have told you that three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> In Japan. So it's very, very close. I mean, PS4 is 3,267,000, and Wii U is 300, uh, 3,265,000. So mm-hmm. PS4 is 2,000 over Wii U, but you know, okay. you can pretty much. You know, assume from now on it's only going to get bigger, isn't it? The PS4 is just going to keep going, and the Wii U is going to uh, ideally slow down um, from now on because there are literally no new Wii U games coming out. 
uh, right? <laughs> and as for like charts, I mean, uh, for like Nintendo stuff, this is Japan, you know, like, well, King of Fighters, no one plays that, right, Ty? <laughs> Ty's dead. Great game. El Juego. Uh, uh, PS4. <laughs> then we've got Dragon Ball Fusions on the 3DS at number nine. Mm-hmm. New Dragon Ball game, Danny? Uh, no interest. Uh, Kirby, Planet Robobot, still in there, number eight. And ah. Poke- Pokemon Alpha, sorry, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, still in there, number well, seven. Well, I know digitally, like over the summer, they had like sales. They might have been doing coinciding like sales with the physical versions and stuff. Right, that's up to well. three million in Japan, by the way. Okay. Uh, and then weirdly, number six is Minecraft Wii U edition. I guess this is the uh, the retail one. Physical, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've seen that in stores. How many uh, we got? Uh, total is one hundred thirteen thousand. Okay. Yeah, it's been in for a few weeks, but yeah, it's just right since like July. There. Yeah, it's in July or June. Uh, number five, Tales of Berseria. <laughs> Wow, they really hate work. that series name <laughs> conventions. They just put different. They just change the first letter, don't they? Bussyria, Wissyria, Gisteria, whatever. Same thing. PS. That's a PS3 game. Jesus Christ. Great job. Then we got Puzzle and Dragons X, God oh. Chapter slash Dragon Chapter. Brilliant. I love how they split every game now on 3DS. Right. That's a number four. I, I am very impressed, though, that Puzzle and Dragons does not have the main character wearing some sort of watch thing. Uh, then number three we've got the Biseria Tales of Biseria on PS4 version Mm -hmm. classic Japan style they've always got to have a PS3 and PS4 version of everything and then number two weirdly is Witcher 3 Mm -hmm. (laughs) on PS4 why? I have no idea it's been out for ages in Japan that's Wild Hunt is that like 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 an update with all the DLC or something? could be Better be. <laughs> it's been in the charts for 68 weeks in Japan, So, but it's now at number two. Who knows? And then the number one, you can all guess it before I'm going to say it, it's Yokai Watch 3, uh, Sushi and Tempura, or Sushi and Tempura. Because, I can put the sound clip in again if you want me to. As the, yeah, yeah, as the weird. I love that. That was brilliant when you did that, Danny, because I literally said that, and then it, it was exactly how I said it. It was amazing. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, good job. <laughs> Tempura. Watashi wa America jin desu. That's how all foreigners talk, right? Yes. Sushi, tempura. Um, and then, last of all, uh, get on the NX hype train, um, which uh, <laughs> someone on Twitter said, it's funny how on RFN, they're trying to avoid talking about NX as much as possible because, you know, it's really frustrating and, you know, we don't know anything about the NX. But the Famicast just <laughs> talks about it every single episode. Like, oh, I love my NX. It's so fun. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I have fun with it every day. But to add a little bit of uh, hype to the fire, or fire to the hype, one of those, delete is appropriate. Um, on the, 20, <laughs> the 26th of October, that's this month, Danny, uh, yeah. one day after my birthday, mm-hmm. the second quarter earnings meeting will happen here in Japan, Tokyo. Not Tokyo, Kyoto. So you could say that some like little hint will be dropped or like, you know, what did they do with the Wii U? Like with the Wii U, they did something, maybe not. Oh, but with like the 3DS, for example, there was that Nikkei report the day before or the day after. And it said, you know, Nintendo is due to release a handheld with 3D without glasses, you know. Hmm. And then we all lost our shit. And then they announced it like the next day or whatever, right? 
Yeah, well, so I we, think with we, the we Wii might U, see they, something like that. I think with the Wii U, they took like a shit on a paper plate and said, <laughs> "Here you go." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So you know, you never know. We might have you know some like little tidbit of NX, you know, after that, and then the actual release soon after. I mean, hasn't everyone been saying that about literally every? milestone of like Japanese gaming <laughs> coverage. Well, TGS is coming up. Probably won't get a full yeah. thing, but we might get like a tidbit and uh, we, did, we didn't say that about TGS did no, we? No, we didn't. Nintendo we, we, don't do shit at TGS. Yeah, there were a lot of rumors, but people I think it was just people just really hoping for the best. But dude, honestly at this point, what the hell benefit would it be for Nintendo to talk about NX like in specific detail this soon? Whenever you have a system a system that is dead and you have a handheld that is gonna be on its way out i mean what's the point of being like guess what guys it's fucking november we have a new system coming out in a couple months that's just like just it just send like a fucking nosedive for all your game so, sales you think like january then that's what i think personally okay maybe i mean maybe they'll one, say something like one hey, week maybe they'll say something like hey specifically we're gonna have more stuff on we or on uh, nx coming up here in the next couple of months stay tuned it's coming out on this date i'm not saying not even that i'm not saying a full splurge sure. i just mean a little bit like you know at least like the actual name and you know what it looks like and then more more news later or something like that <laughs> you know you think nothing mm. nada maybe something think, just to whet people's appetite but i, I mean, don't think any specifics Everyone's balls are pretty much blue at this point. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's quite painful. I've since cut mine off. <laughs> so, anyway, we'll see what happens. I put a little, um, what do you call it, poll on the Famicast Twitter. I said, will NX be released you know, before or after Famicast 90? And most people said after. I think it was like 96% of people said it's going to be after Famicast 90, which is the end of this month, obviously. Right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. We'll see. Probably everybody's going to be right about that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, I think that's it for news, isn't it, Danny? Oh, yeah, that sounds, that sounds good. So, we're going to go ahead and take another quick break and be right back with some more Femcast. All right. And we're here for some fake or real. Let's hit the music. Fake or real, is it fake or real? Does this game exist or did I make it up? Fake or real, is it fake or real? All right, and uh, for those of you unfamiliar with Baker Real, Ty's going to go ahead and tell you how this works. So, Ty, go ahead and take it away, man. I forget. <laughs> um, well. <laughs> Ty's forgotten. Ty forgot too, shit. Yeah. True or false? Okay, so I, I'm going to name and or describe uh, a few bizarro Japanese games, of which there are many. And everyone else tries to guess if it's a real game or if I made it up. And uh, <laughs> it's... Would you guys say it's generally pretty difficult? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so play along with home. At home. Is it is it fun making it up, Ty? Uh, sometimes. <laughs> Depends if I have those creative juices flowing or not. Downtown Naketsu? Yeah, like like sometimes I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm gonna nail them with this one, and then other times it's just like writer's block. And then you're like, Joy Mecha fight, and I'm like, yes, this is a real game. Fuck you, Ty. Yeah, or just head over to Game Name Generator and just mash on it until something. Yeah, <laughs> Game Name Gen- is that a real thing? Yeah. <laughs> nice. 
it, it, it's really not that useful. It's like super westernized, but uh. <laughs> sometimes something funny happens. <laughs> All right, so I've got three game titles for you. Maybe a tiebreaker at the end. Okay. If we need it. Hopefully Tie- not. <laughs> tiebreaker. How are you spelling that? Uh, safely. <laughs> with, with safety goggles. <laughs> All right. So there's a little bit of a theme here, and the theme is WTF. Okay. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, these names. Okay. Uh, first game. Are you ready? Thanks. Yes. I mean, the okay. The, the name of the game is L O L, lack of love. <laughs> lack of. <laughs> uh, I think I've heard of this. I, I think... think I have heard of L O L. I think. Yeah, it's a it's a thing people say on the internet a lot. <laughs> I, I heard it was like a game L-O-L. people played occasionally too. Yeah, I, I'm going to go ahead and say this is yeah. real. I, I was going to say the I same. I think I've heard this before, yeah. Let's say true. Yeah, I'm going to go around too. <laughs> true. All right. That's kind of how I have it in my notes. Is it true or false? Is it one or zero? <laughs> I do so, becoming... sort these out with a random ge- number generator. You're becoming part of the problem. I <laughs> I am the problem. <laughs> okay, so everybody said real, right? Yes. Right. All right. Well, easy peasy. That one is real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We also did, right? Yeah. I hope I didn't recycle that from like six months ago. No, I don't think so, man. <laughs> no, right. I just think I've heard of that game. Yeah. Okay. I hadn't heard of it. But the name oh. jumped out at me. Mm-hmm. All what, right. What, what does it stand for again? Something love? At lack of love. Lack of love. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense for Japan. Is it? Wow. Hot bun. Those Hikikomaris. Yeah. Or that, those two. <laughs> right? Oh, I, I actually found out what the um, Hikikomori yokai was called in English. It's called um, uh, Haidabat. Huh. <laughs> okay. not, not as good, but you know. No. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> let's see. Game number two. All right. Stay, all right, stay with me for this one. Okay. Okay. Downtown Niketsu, yeah. Yeah, down the, no, it's not, <laughs> not downtown Niketsu. All right, this is Ronpari Dome. Ronpari? Yeah, have you he- heard this phrase before? Ronpari. Is that yeah. R-O-N-P-A-R-I? Yeah. It's, it's short for London and Paris. Okay. But it also means like being cross-eyed or something <laughs> oh. like something like that. Yeah, have you heard that before? Yes. Did we talk about this in Zvanicast or was I talking about this with my wife? I don't really remember. It was probably your wife because <laughs> I don't remember it. This is new to me. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dong. Is yeah, it it's Dong? Okay. Well, it says something. It's basically something along the lines of like, yeah, like Ty said, like you're here in Japan and you're like, Instead of being cross-eyed, it's like you looking all the way to like Paris and France. You got one eye on London and one eye eye on France. Maybe this is an old English phrase or something. Maybe, yeah. Uh, No. But but it means you can't see straight. Yeah. Okay. It's not British English. It might be American English. Yeah. The real way it should be. 
What, what, what would that be in English? London, yeah. Paris eyes? Like your crazy eyes? Your googly down. eyes? I, I mean, don't know. <laughs> no, the whole London, London, Paris thing. I mean, that's only Japanese, right? Yeah. I right. guess. I don't know. Don. So Don as in D-O-N, like as in Don Buddy? <laughs> like, what? I'm going to say it's real. Wait, are you done yet, Ty? <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so, so one more time what's the uh, name of this game Ron Pari Dome Dome D-O-N no it's it's Dome D-O-N. like D-O-M-E D-O-M-E oh. like Tokyo oh, Dome or Dome, Dome. welcome to the Thunderdome Ron Pari Dome I'll uh, go ahead and say real sure why not I'll say fake I don't know Lampari yes, Dome. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to say fake. Yeah, I'll say fake. This one I'm... is just a bit too weird. I don't even know. I just pick something. Because I have no <laughs> basis to ground an answer in. <laughs> okay. Well, I got most of you pretty good because that one's fake. Oh, <laughs> you got me. Yeah. It's not hard to do, Ty. Don't be too proud of yourself. <laughs> oh. Cyrus, did you say, what did you say, Cyrus? Which one will get me a point? <laughs> <laughs> I said it was real. Oh, right. okay. Join well, the club. It's fake as or, heck. Okay. Oh, you said it was real. Okay, okay. Sweet. <laughs> Good job. This game is tearing us apart. <laughs> tearing me apart, Lisa. You are lying. I never hit you. You are tearing me apart, Lisa. Oh. <laughs> Next. All right, all right. Here we go. Uh, this is This is a chance for two of you to tie it up and ruin it for everyone. <laughs> uh, all right. That sounds like a hentai of some sort. <laughs> yeah. Good. Jesus Christ, this name. Okay. Stop me if I used this one six months ago. I don't think I did, but. <laughs> you need to start like a database or something, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like an Excel sheet or something. Right? Okay. So this game is called. Uh, this game is called Cud Wafter or Wafter. Hmm. Uh, That's K- it's K U D and then Wafter W A F T E R. Could Wafter. Yeah. <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine. Could Wafter. K U D could. Well, that doesn't sound very Japanese. But, no. Uh, could, I am mm. going with real, and it's an acronym for something. Oh, uh, that's a good point. K U D. Hmm. Uh, King. Yeah, I'll I'll I'll, I'll stick with my boy Cyrus. I'll say I'll say real. It's that's very weird. Wafta is like I've never heard that used in Japanese, you know, parlance ever. <laughs> ever. Really, I use it every day. <laughs> You're not Japanese. Like, though. <laughs> it sounds like something I could see in like like a know. German tank game. Right, but a Japanese ah. maybe take on German yeah. tanks. Hmm. That's pretty good. I moved the, the tank dating simulator up on my Steam wish list today. <laughs> oh, that one. Yeah, I've kind of been meaning to get to that. I also <laughs> like watch Girls and Panzer. This is uh, not that, by the way. I know, okay, different okay, one, but, okay. you know, on the team of Girls and Tanks. Uh, well, just to be the opposite, I'll say fake. Could, yeah, but I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Like, nice hustle. <laughs> I don't even care. 
Okay. <laughs> Whatever. I don't play this game. It's getting um, stupid. Right? Scrub clothes. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's actually a real game. Yeah. Set you free. <laughs> right? Uh, I th- think it's a name. <laughs> wow. Okay. Right? Okay. I, so Danny I, and Cyrus got that right, right? Yeah, so we're all tied up. So we're going to go to the tiebreaker. All right. Oh, that was it? You only had three prepared? Yeah. But you got a TY breaker? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Wow, the art for Kudwafter was not what I was expecting. Right? Like, I, I at least Google these games after I come up with the name. This game was made by the guy who made Canon and Clannad? What the fuck? Yeah, right? You have no idea how, how deep this rabbit hole goes. Kuduwafta. <laughs> oh my god. Jesus, wow. That is yeah, weird. What a name. Yeah, her title name is Kudravka. Shortened yeah. to Kudo in the game. Huh. Wow, this is uh, all, all sorts of sexy, isn't it? This game. Uh. Oh dear. <laughs> all right. So let's go to our tiebreaker. <laughs> as much as I would like to spend all night exploring this bizarro game <laughs> uh all right last game is oh, oh th- this is an easy title tanuki buster <laughs> <laughs> man i'm trying to ink a picture here don't make me laugh i give him weird names <laughs> tanuki buster is that like tanuki ball buster am i right yes <laughs> that's my <Ooh>. fetish <laughs> tanuki buster i mean it's uh... It's so like, what do you call it, generic, that it probably is real, <laughs> because like you know, you just throw two words together, it's probably going to be real. I hope you, t- you check all real. these. Out. Real has served me two thirds <laughs> of the time correctly tonight. I'll say fake. Tanuki pasta. Okay, I'll I'll say real. It's just so generic. I mean, I hope you fact check these, right? You, you oh do yeah, that yeah. I, I Google everyone because God help me if I make up a game and it's real. I mean, it's very easy to make that up, Tanuki Buster, because like yeah. there's so many games with the word Buster in it, like Yokai Watch Busters. Yeah, I, I've had some close calls in the past. <laughs> by the way, when I write these, okay. I think of a game. Is, I'm gonna say it's it's. Uh, what did I say? Fake? Real? I think what? you said it was real, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, you I, know I, Cyrus, Cyrus is always right. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's real, <laughs> and if it's if it's not real, then there's probably something extremely close to it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm gonna say real. I said fake. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> that game is fake. Yay! Yeah. Right? It's, a, it's like so many layers of Yomi going on. <laughs> it, it seems fake, so it must be real. No, it was fake all along. <laughs> That's why I'm the fighting game pro. <laughs> there it is. Okay. Well, there's, there's an anime called, like, Tan- uh, Tanuki... Regenta Little Busters. Right. Uh, but, sure. uh, there's Buster and Tanuki. Right. Which is, uh, I don't know what that is, actually. I, nobody <laughs> knows. Side note, uh, the character Kudo, also known as Kudravka, from Kuda, Kudo Wafta, is also in Little Busters. Wow. <laughs> it's all connected. It's all connected. 
<laughs> We've got some uh, some ARG action going on here. <laughs> Stay tuned for the <laughs> Make a Real Grand Finale. Jeez. All right. Well, I guess on uh, that happy note, question Yeah, mark? Danny runs away with a victory. I run away with a victory because that never happens. <laughs> right. Good job. Thank you. Where is you? Well, we're going to go ahead and take another break and maybe get back with some feedback and or a special story from Ty, uh, kind of related to like some Life in Japan type of stuff. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Yeah, boy. Think or real, is it think or real? Does this game exist or did Ty make it up? Think or real, is it think or real? All right, and we're back, and uh, I'll tell you what. Let's just go ahead. Ty has kind of like some cool stuff that he's been doing lately, and uh, that's kind of why he wasn't able to, he wasn't able to join us for the uh, Tokyo Game Show uh, episode or even go to the game show at all, right, Ty? Well, that, and there were like no good video games there. <laughs> There's that, too. But, uh, yeah, Ty, yeah, again, I mean, there's two sec- segments in a row, man. How about you go ahead and take this away and tell us what you've been up to, man? All right, so... Uh... I got picked up to do some movie extra work here in Japan in a in a famous pretty big budget Japanese movie. Sweet, okay. Well, I don't you know have the title. Uh, I signed or is it still a secret. It's probably secret. I mean, I signed a thing saying that I wouldn't give out like too many filming details on social media. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not going to tell you the title, and I'm not going to tell you where. The filming was, or when, but you could probably figure that out pretty easily. I mean, you know, like... <laughs> yes, well, I we can. Maybe not all the listeners, but yeah, we did mention Tokyo Game Show. You and I mean, that... if you're big into the, you know, the Japanese film scene or whatever, I'm sure you can use some detective work and or, figure or if out you what want this ties, movie is pretty If easily. you want Ty's address, I will direct message it to you. Right. <laughs> okay. So. um well, you know, uh, about a month and a half ago, uh, I went to uh, film for a day. Maybe mm-hmm. I mentioned that briefly. I- I'm not sure. I think you kind of did. It sounds yeah. familiar. It's kind of uneventful, but I went back for round two, which is like two straight days of filming. Oh, lots of standing <laughs> and uh, uh, barrels full uh, of money. Some, yeah, and uh, some. <laughs> I mean, there was, like, wardrobe and everything. Huh. There was an action scene. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. Uh, and uh, there was, like, a whole set they built. They built, like, this fake city street. Hmm. From, like, uh, well, we'll just say the, 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 the time period is, like, 100 years ago. Okay. Okay. So they got a lot of that going on. Hmm. They had animals on set. Oh, God. <laughs> Vicious animals? No, like like chickens that flap everywhere when a thing gets knocked over. Okay, not like dinosaurs. <laughs> and, and they awesome. had like a staff to catch the chickens after this the scene. Nice chicken catcher. That's your uh, job title. Right. No, no, I'm like man on bench and like man with briefcase. <laughs> <laughs> All white, right, white guy with briefcase. Got it. Yep. So so when the trailer drops, I'm definitely gonna start hyping it up. Hmm. But uh. I'm sure it's going to be like super fun to watch this because I'll be looking for me. Yeah. And, and there'll be bullshit like, oh, check out that suitcase that I have. Okay, now that other guy has the same suitcase in this other <laughs> scene 
because they were filmed the day apart. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. No, that, that kind of reminds me, like, I remember I was here in Japan, but they were filming a movie with Matt Damon in my hometown called Matt The Format. Matt Damon. I don't know if you guys know about that movie. It's set in, uh, I guess I'll out my hometown, Decatur, Illinois, in uh, the United States. And it's, like, it, I thought the movie was kind of lame, personally. A lot of historical inaccuracies. Wait, uh, which movie is this? You don't. It doesn't matter. Anyways, whatever. I wasn't even there. <laughs> it, doesn't it doesn't matter. But I did know some people that got to go in and get, you know, uh, you know, cameo. Not cameos, but, you know, I guess uh, were extras and stuff. But All right. Well, speaking of extras, what do you think uh, a Japanese film studio does when they're like, oh, shit, we need a ton of gaijin extras? Where do they go? Like from some agency? Uh Go to an English school? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no. <laughs> they, they just get like a language teacher company on the horn. It's like, yo, we need a bunch of gaijin. We'll pay you X amount of money. <laughs> so that that's what happened. Right on. <laughs> nice. So, uh, like, I'm swimming in pools of money right now. <laughs> I better not talk about payment because I know... Some extras did not make as much as other extras. Mm. So, okay, I, I'm just not going to talk about that. Your whiteness doesn't define you, but it any, does. Any more than I already have. <laughs> Do you get free snacks? Uh, we got lunch for two of the three days, and we got breakfast as well on one of the days. Sweet. Good deal. As well as uh, kakigori. Nice. Steve Dice. Yes. So yeah, on the, day, the, the days you didn't get breakfast or lunch, then you had to buy yourself. Did it, it didn't cancel out the payment you got, right? You actually were in profit by the end, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was it's very close to where I live, so it didn't cost <laughs> right. me anything to go there, really. Oh, that's good. As opposed to some of the other foreigners who just wanted to be in a movie and they made negative money because of their, <laughs> they traveled a ridiculously far distance. <laughs> But they're in the movie, right. not not me. I, um, I I spent very little to get there, hmm. without outing the city that it was in. Right, right. So, uh, should be good. There's hmm. a, there's definitely some big names in it. Mm-hmm. The set was really interesting. Like like uh, when they build a set, they just found a place with a really big parking lot, <laughs> and they kind of printed like it. They they painted bricks on the parking lot to make it look like an old timey street, uh-huh. and then they they put up like these fake storefronts for some some parts, and then they just kind of blue screen the rest mm-hmm. with like these massive scaffolds and just this blue tarp over it. Hmm. Cool. So like there's there's one scene where I'm just like standing around like an idiot with a camera taking <laughs> pictures of things. <laughs> The, taking pictures of this whole lot of nothing. So I'm looking forward to finding out what that is. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. It's like, Time holy movie, but you've got a camera. Okay. Uh, this, this might give away the movie if you start doing some detective work, but there's uh, scenes in the modern day and scenes from like a hundred years ago. Hmm. And I'm in both. <laughs> Whoa. That makes sense. Yeah, Are you the same, same character. Time traveling. No, character. no, no. 
Like different, like I period specific clothes. Uh, I lose my glasses for the old timey scenes because they're not period. Right. <laughs> uh, Your 3ds had to go away as well. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so watch for watch for them to reuse extras when I when uh, it's revealed of what this movie is in like eighteen months. Hmm. Cool. And you'll be able to tell us on the show. Oh yeah, yeah. Like. Like the the minute the trailer drops, like yeah, you'll see it on Twitter. Hmm. Are you gonna end up buying the movie and then find yourself on freeze frame? Yeah, I think so. I'll probably get a copy and send it back to my parents. Hmm. Send one to grandma. <laughs> you know. Nice. I hope it's not some like incredibly violent, like you know. No, it it <laughs> it's, it's like a family movie or oh, okay. maybe a date movie. Well, okay. we'll see. Kind of, kind of a drama, hmm. I guess. But it's Japanese, so they won't have English subs or anything. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> Good luck, at least not for a while. <laughs> Good luck. Right. At least Blu-rays yeah. are the same region, right? But ah, U.S. and Japan. Oh, yes. Oh yeah, region A. Oh yeah. As an aside, I, I went and bought the Japanese version of Idiocracy. Oh, nice. I, right. And I watched it in Japanese. Mm-hmm. Just to see how the translation was, it was fun. Hmm. You know, <laughs> of course, I'm not a native speaker or anything, but it seemed like a good translation to me. The, the dub or sub? yeah, both. I, I had them both on, <laughs> and they didn't match a hundred percent, but that's okay. Right. <laughs> cool. Yeah, well, that, that sounds neat, man. I kind of wish I could do something cool like that, but I suck. <laughs> so. I'll keep your eyes open. I mean, this studio has, has, this isn't the first time they've contacted my company for extras, apparently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, uh, like, near my town, like, you can see this old set they built from the train. Mm -hmm. They they just built, like, this Old West set or whatever, and then they just left it. (laughs) And it's been, like, five years, and it's still there. Well, if there are any, uh, you know, film producers or game producers listening, you know, obviously my, you know, accents and impressions are spot on, hundred percent accurate. Uh, anyway, any country you want, I can do it. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Oh, Resident man. Evil. Remember, remember the good old days of uh, Japanese <laughs> voice acting. Uh, they'd just pick up any gaijin off the street. Well, it usually would be the the only gaijin in the in the office, right? Right. They would start with that, right? Right? Like, okay, like, how did they pick up the actors for, like, the first Resident Evil game? I thought they were people, old people who worked at Capcom USA. I was kind of under the impression it was, like, the first gadget they could find. (laughs) Maybe you're right. I don't know. I I thought thought they were just, like, the first gadget they could find in Japan. It's like a guy in marketing or something like that. Yeah. I can't remember. I remember heard the story of that, but, uh, yeah, and it was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the the most important thing is that they didn't actually know what they were saying or the context, <laughs> which is why, which is why, which makes the first Resident Evil so special. You were yeah. almost a Jill sandwich. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they're just saying something very, very low key when they're actually being eaten alive by a zombie. <laughs> oh damn! Like right. yep. Damn. Yeah. 
All right. Cool. Well, I think that's going to kind of do it for our kind of mini life in Japan here. Um, yeah, keep an eye on Twitter for Ty being famous and outgrowing the Famicast and abandoning us. Right? It's going to happen. <laughs> Pulling down six million for this one. What's up? Yeah. All right, we're going to go ahead and take another quick break and be back with some feedback and then go ahead and close out the show. All right, and we're back for some feedback. If you want to hit us up, there are several ways that you can do that. First of which, go ahead and hit us up on Twitter. You can follow us or tweet at us at the Famicast. Uh, if you want to send us a longer type of a thing, you can go ahead and email us at Famicast at NintendoWorldReport.com. Uh, comment in the talkback thread on the website, or if it's a live show, which is not what this is, uh, hit us up in a comment on YouTube. So we have a little bit of feedback here, and James is going to go ahead and read that for us. James. Yes. So the last, the TGS episode, I uh, talked about that little indie game that I played, uh, which the move is called Block Ships. Right. <laughs> Almost forget it. So yeah, the guy was called Dave Cooper. That's who I talked to, played the GIST game. And yeah, uh, he, uh, he retweeted our tweet about you know, his, the fact that his game got a mention on the show. And uh, so yeah, we've got a new fan. Nice. Uh, David, if you're listening, he you know, loves us. Looking forward to your game coming out on NX in a couple of weeks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just waiting for the reaction there. Everyone was like, "Yep, yep, yep, yep." Not actually mm-hmm. listening to what I was saying. Anyway, yep. uh, on oh, the wait, last, are we supposed to be listening to each other on the show? <laughs> <laughs> What's that? <laughs> um, no. <laughs> from the uh, what do you call it? The show notes from the previous episode, Ijama. Uh, said, yeah, he's listening to the podcast slowly. I don't know how you listen slowly to the podcast. Slow motion. Put in slow motion. Uh, he says, yeah, he says, uh, thanks guys for the TGS game impressions and for the entertaining listen in general. Yeah, you're welcome. Was there a question mark at the end of that? Or uh, <laughs> <laughs> listening to, listening <laughs> for the entertaining listen? Question mark? Uh, no, there wasn't. <laughs> but yeah, you might as well add one. Yeah. Uh, the ex- yeah, yeah, this is kind of, I kind of alluded to this earlier. Um, it was Freestar on Twitter who said, uh, RFN Podcast says, please, can we stop talking about NX? Meanwhile, at the Famicast, this is coming on NX, this is coming on NX, that's coming out on NX. <laughs> yeah, we get the picture, we get the picture, but you know, we're in the hype train, we can't stop it. Mm. Uh, <laughs> the last one is from Luca. That's uh, Tyrion3 on um, Twitter, Hacker Alias. And he's on, uh, this is in relation to the, the poll that I said that we ran, you know, will the NX be released? Uh, released? <laughs> Announced before. <laughs> <laughs> if it was released before hey, Final Cut Did you see that Saturn reveal? That went really well. Yeah, Let's yeah. just announce the console <laughs> and then release it that same day. <laughs> Boom. Actually, on that thing, on that note, I think the NX, by default, by de- by the very definition, well, yeah, except for the Saturn, which is just fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the close, like the the shortest time between like um, you know announcing it and actually coming out. You know, if it does in fact come out in March, you know, confirmed. Um, yeah, 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 it is actually yeah, by definition 
the, sh- the, sh- the, the you know the shortest time you know by every passing day it becomes the shortest except for the sun which doesn't count it totally counts it ruined it for everybody uh, yeah. uh anyway as Tyrion was saying in relation to that uh the nx will be revealed by miyamoto himself as a special guest to celebrate episode 100 of the family cast you know it could happen could happen you know it's gonna rule it out don't rule it out yeah uh, that's a guarantee that's yes. it. <laughs> fake or real what <laughs> when what episode is this 89 89 yeah. true <laughs> so, so yeah episode 90 will be the end of this uh, month end of october right 90, uh, uh, 91 92 will be november theoretically yes 93 94 will be december 95 96 will be january and 97 98 will be february <laughs> amazingly 99 100 will be will be March, the the, the launch of the nx it's happening guys <laughs> that's amazing it's happening. you think we just started this show all higgly piggly wow. <laughs> that is amazing that is when amazing. we started this show back in 2011 we were really thinking about this <laughs> thinking ahead moment. yeah that is amazing so episode 100 will be the nx you know release podcast I guess. reveal Oh, <laughs> reveal and release wow <laughs> there we go look forward to that so but danny we we might have a special episode between uh, this one and uh, episode 90 right right and i don't think there's any maybe about it so um <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> somebody has okay i like this unless um, we all sleep in yeah, yeah. So you know, as you guys know, if you've been paying attention in t- to Nintendo World Report or listen to RFN or just are a general fan of Nintendo World Report in in general, uh, how many times can I say general? <laughs> uh, generally speaking, you're right. <laughs> generally speaking, the Child's Play Telethon is coming up very, very, very soon. It's going to be happening. I think in the West, it's October fifteenth. Uh, for us, it's going to be October sixteenth, basically. Like yeah, but don't morning. don't confuse the listeners. Okay, that's, yeah, only, that's only for people in Japan. It's yeah, yeah. Okay, God, and there's <laughs> not that many of you. Ignore so, that. Yeah, basically, stay stay tuned to NintendoWorldReport.com or just find out what time we're going to be on on uh, the fifteenth. I believe we're going on at Jesus Christ. Uh, what a time to forget! Is it like seven. Maybe yeah. seven p.m. Eastern, Eastern time. I don't know what Eastern means. Divided Eastern by two, like Asian. Yeah. plus twenty-three divided Dennis Rodman equals Steve Kerr. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so stay so, tuned for that. We're we're kind of still in like the planning stages. We got some good ideas? Question mark for the show uh, that we're going to have some maybe some special guests and some cool stuff to talk about. Um, so yeah. But I mean, other than that, I mean, it's yeah, always was, a fun time, man. I, 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 I really, right, I right. yeah, I, I don't know about you guys. I really enjoy listening to it. Like, mm-hmm. I remember before I came on staff, like, it was like one of my highlights of the year, just listening to the telethon. And I'm maybe because I'm saying that because I'm a bit of a loser. <laughs> Damn. How, how does that work? I thought you've always been on it. No, no, no. The first one that they had back in 2010 was well before, well, a few months before I actually came on staff. So. But the fa- the Famicast wasn't on that. No, right, right. it did not exist. So, so there we was did one exist. Yeah, the one telethon before the Famicast existed. Exactly. It doesn't count. All that money doesn't count. <laughs> exactly. So, 
But yeah, but we're yeah, definitely for... gonna have some uh, special guests. As we, we never disappoint. The Famicast uh, hour is always, obviously, the best hour of the whole show. Yes, by far. So yeah, stay tuned. God, fuck. <laughs> Danny is fucking excited. Yeah. So uh, keep your eyes peeled. Ah, Whatever. Just watch Nintendo World Report. Follow us on Twitter. You'll probably be able to see some information about it here pretty soon. It's coming up. So um, keep your ears peeled. Thank you. Is that a thing? Is that a thing? Wow. All right. Well. God, we're going to go ahead and take a break. Danny's just having a stroke, but yeah. um, I was, I was drunk. I was drunk before the episode. I'm sobering up now. What the hell? <laughs> we're going to take a quick break and be back to close up the episode. So, yeah, hold on to your asses or whatever. Hold on to your butts. <laughs> rip, rip, in, rip in peace, Danny. Yes. And I'm back from the dead. And we're all back. And we're going to go ahead and close out the show. So if you want to follow me personally on Twitter, uh, I don't know why you'd want to do that. But if you want to, you can follow me at Danny Biv, D-A-N-N-Y-B-I-V, no Z, no S. James, <laughs> how about you? Where's the Z come from? Anyway, uh, <laughs> yes. That is I- the question anime fans have been asking anime producers for endless decades. Yes. Um... Battleground Z. Um, I'm I'm at Family Complicated. I made a video about Tokyo Game Show. Please mm. do watch. Right. Thank you. Thank you, please. Sweet. Nice. All right, and uh, Ty, where can we find you and your movie stuff? <laughs> uh, super Cat Drugs. Um, I've been tweeting a lot of funny pictures and things about Japanese video games lately. Cool. Please to enjoy. All right. And uh, Cyrus, how about you, buddy? So you can find me at Celsi on Twitter. And for the month of October, I'm doing Inktober, which means I'm drawing and inking a picture every day. So if oh. you want some pictures, come see my Twitter. Cool. cool. So by the end of October, by the end of October, all the, uh, we'll have, the Famicast will have new artwork. Oh, the, uh, of, of course. You are at the top of my priority list. <laughs> I have a request. I want you to make the Famicast like the episode one, like artwork. And episode I'll one. be little kid Anakin. Ty can be Padme. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's literally the worst idea I've ever heard. Well, I'm looking at the laser disc. It's literally right in front of my face right now. So. No, I, I want to be like Turtles, like, you know, NES Turtles box art. Oh, yeah, that's the best. I want to be oh. Raphael. <laughs> None of that makes any difference when we're all time. Well, <laughs> if if anyone has any requests on the of the listeners, you know the important guys, and all y'all can fuck off. <laughs> good, good, good answer. Yeah, send uh, throw me some requests. I guarantee I may get to some of them. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, um, on that note, Ty's or God Cyrus is a nice guy. We're all we all suck. So uh, what? We'll... <laughs> We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. Uh, Yeah, thank you. I'm sorry, guys. I love (laughs) you guys. Uh, Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time. 
Peace. Later.